Around Comics, Episode 46. Chicago, this is Around Comics, a weekly roundtable discussing topics in and around the world of comics. I'm your host, Christopher Neesman, and I am joined, as always, by my partner in crime and the mastermind of Around Comics, Brian Salazar. You make it sound so evil. Well, I've been trying to switch it up, you know. Am I an evil mastermind? Well, I couldn't say my partner in crime and the criminal mastermind, because that would just sound stupid. All right. And our Around Comics regular, Mr. Tom Caters. I'm the Richard Dawson of podcasts. (laughs) And in the upper left square, we... Have the uh, the host of Around Comics and uh, one of our not uh, the host of Around. I've soon not to be yet. The host. That's, that's why I'm <laughs> here. Soon to be the host. I'm taking over the show. <laughs> I say host of Around. Welcome yeah. to Word Balloon. <laughs> it's Word Balloon. It's the host of Word Balloon. Oh boy, edit that out. The host of Word Balloon and one of our all around favorite people, Mr. John Suntress. I am the Charles Nelson Riley of uh, comics. <laughs> hmm. oh. See see what happens when I try and Big think banana. of jokes. This is why Sal keeps looking at me saying, "Stop trying to be funny. I mean, you are started. not funny." And I stuck a blank in your comic book. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we have a, uh, a guest that has come all the way from Canada to be ju- just just all the way from Canada to be on the show, Mr. Simon McDonald. Good day, y'all. Simon's going to be Brett Summers between me and Caters. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Richard, you're killing me. <laughs> yeah, smoke another cigarette, Brett. Folks, Dumb Dora. Dumb Dora was so dumb. That's my Gene Rayburn. <laughs> Who? The long microphone. Say yeah, thanks. Yeah, I know. Thanks, <laughs> man. There you go. Come on, game show <laughs> Everyone, today we are t- we are talking about the greatest runs in comic history. Whether it's six issues or 150, we're going to be talking about some of the creative, creative, greatest creative works that have stood out from the rest in ongoing series. But first, I'd like to remind everyone that this episode of Around Comics is sponsored by YouBuyNow.com. Oh, I bet they're fucking happy. <laughs> <laughs> Looking for good prices on action figures and toys? Of course you are. YouBuyNow.com continues to bring in new items each and every week. They carry a bit of everything, but their focus has always been on superhero and comic book action figures. Stop by their site and subscribe to their weekly newsletter to get regular updates on what has been released and what has been made available for pre-order? Yes. <laughs> Check out some of their newest items, like the Han Solo Blaster Mini Replica, which always shoots first. The Clone Trooper Mini Bust, and figures and scene recreations from the Marvel Icons and Marvel Legends Masterworks series. Go to YouBuyNow.com today and use the Around Comics Open Parent All One Word Close Parent coupon code to save an additional 10 percentage sign. We've got to stop having Tom read these. <laughs> I think I'm so. I'm trying to find new ways to do it. So, yes. 10% <laughs> off, save 10% <laughs> off. Save 10% off. And, and go, go to you by now. Great stuff. A lot of fun toys. Uh, actually, those uh, those Marvel Masterworks series, if you want to have a little diorama of the no. uh, <laughs> Fantastic Dork. Four at number one. So, very cool stuff. Um uh, Around Comics is recorded every Friday <laughs> yes, from 7 no. to 9 at Dark Tower Comics. Cool. <laughs> 
at Dark Tower <laughs> Comics and Collectibles, located at 4835 <laughs> Northwestern Avenue in Chicago. If you're in the area or in Canada and would like to drive down, we would love to meet I think you. you. Did you drive or fly down? No, I flew down. Okay, thank you. I was going to say, don't... don't. It's a little bit of a yeah, rip around yeah. those lakes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was going to... You know, as we were laughing about you by now, and I was watching... Uh, the forty-year-old virgin last night again. I had seen it once before, and it's just a pretty funny movie. But I'm what you know. It's like all the stuff that they kind of make fun of him, you know, and and sort of say why he's a virgin. <laughs> it's just yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 All the wall yeah. action figures maybe yeah. can be found around this table. Yeah, but, pretty uh, much. Yeah. The Oscar Goldman action figure. It's amazing. I got laid. Um, <laughs> the holy grail of his. Uh, ever Speaking of geeky stuff, our September contest. <laughs> Can you can you let everyone know about that? Sure, our September contest is um, sponsored by Dark Tower Comics. Sponsored by Dark Tower Comics, and it's our trivia challenge uh, on our site. Go to the show menu under contest. It's the trivia challenge. It's basically uh, every day you can go there and answer ten trivia questions about comic books, up to ten. I think it's ten every day. Ten questions every day, and only the, once a day. Yeah, and the more you get right in the least amount of time, the more points you win, and the more points you win, the more points you get every day. And then they you, accumulate? Yeah, they accumulate, yeah. And, and at the end of the month, we'll... Whoever's got the most points? Well, well actually, not, it's, it's not points, it's because you, it's you, you, you can... Well, it's, it is it's based on that, but you don't bit. have to play every day no. to win it. No. Like, if you do really well, and then come back a couple days later, you'll still be in it. So you don't have to do it, like, yeah. all 30 right. days. The thing is, there's one correction I'd like to make. It's not who's going to get the most points is going to win it, because I'm going to get the most <laughs> points. So whoever comes in second place is going to get Whoever the plays the second, second to Tom. Second will, to Tom. Will. And we had, like, 30 people play today, and it's been a lot of fun. We've got a great thread on the forum. But, and uh, I know there's been some bugs with it and some issues, but, you know, what Captain Marvel was in the JSA. Hey, not the JLA. Was I, he in the JLA? Know. He was probably in, t- he was in, in both. He was in the JLA. Well, he's been in both. He was, okay. He was so JSA should have counted. He was part of the Giffen one. Yeah, he's on the cover. That was crap. You mean Justice League. Wasn't Justice League of America at the time. It wasn't JLA. All right. The hotline. Sal. Yeah. Tell oh, one eight 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 six five GCast. Give us a call. Leave us a voicemail. We'll probably play it on the show. And you can find that on the homepage. Gives you all the information. It's a great way to send in an audio top of the stack or just a salutations to us. We really <laughs> enjoy the hotline messages. So get on it, people. Uh, shopping around comics dot com. Shopping around comics dot com. You can buy uh, from Cafe Press. You can buy around comics T shirts and hats and mugs and. I bought a coffee mug and a baseball jersey. And uh, a no, T-shirt did. today. You did not. Yes, I did. Did you really? Yes, I did. Wow. And then we also have our Amazon store, which we've gotten a lot of people. A lot of people have been buying stuff uh, through Amazon. I bought the Absolute site. Hush. You did not. Yes, I did. Wow. Someone's made of money. Yeah, they're just throwing the it away. Sponsorship money's <laughs> the guy. No wonder he can't buy his own mic for the show. You know, <laughs> I just bought a mic today. <laughs> shut up. And this is an off-air awesome argument. Stand. This is an off-air argument. All right. Anyway, but yeah, you can buy all sorts of stuff and help us out a little mm-hmm. bit because. Every little bit helps. It does. All Absolutely. right. Uh, the Long Box of Love. But don't feel like you have to. <laughs> the Long Box of Love? <laughs> the Long it's Box a of Love. strip. By Brian site. Bowles. Yes. We, you know, we've been really remiss we in, in mentioning this. So it will be mentioned at the beginning of every show from here on out because Brian Bowles does a weekly webcomic for us for each episode. He custom makes them for whatever topic they are. And they are awesome and funny. Mm-hmm. And he is fantastic. And that is... Such a big reason to come to the site, <laughs> and, and he's check just doing it. it out of the kindness of his heart, and yeah. uh, and it's really cool of him. And check it out. Yes, Long Box of Love is awesome, and keep your eye on that Brian Bowles character. Mm. Much talent in the in and that young man. Shifty, 
Yes, yes, shifty Tennessean. Uh, the Around <laughs> Comics newsletter? Uh, yeah, we what? just... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, Tom, we oh, forgot you didn't to tell know, you about Tom? this. I didn't know about Sorry. the newsletter. It was just today I put up, uh, you can, um, <coughs> we send out uh, email messages to people uh, when we have new episodes or when different stuff hits the site, that kind of thing. But we uh, we didn't realize that it was just anybody that ever registered with our site and no one else. And you couldn't really not get it if you registered with our site, so now you can. You can subscribe to it and not register with the site. Or you can unsubscribe from it if you don't because want because we it. don't want to be pests, right? So you can no subscribe more if unusual. you want. No more. And unusual. I think we're gonna I think we're gonna do some new newsletters where maybe like news, weekly news, or mm-hmm. uh, we might send out uh, the chain letters. books or I don't know. Yeah, who yeah. knows? Chain you know, letters like yeah, or Viagra ads. More people or or a mob. You buy now. Comics. <laughs> you you, <laughs> not, you you buy now ads. No no uh, no none of that. Um, <clears throat> I, I saw this um, until we get really desperate. Yeah. So so sign up for the newsletter. It should be a lot of fun. Uh, I saw this off like actually that. on the the image. Did you have anything else to add to the newsletter? No. Okay. I saw this on the image boards. Uh, Ivan Brandon did <coughs> the Masters of Horror screen to comic adaptation, and you can go to Spike TV Scream Awards and vote for that. So oh, we want to cool. we, we want to do Ivan a solid and Absolutely. and and go to go to Spike TV. And uh, and give him a vote. And there's a lot of comic book stuff to to vote on there. The the whole Scream Awards. It's like the comic book horror movie awards is what. Well, it, that makes sense with Blade. I mean, Blade. Mm-hmm. I I'm glad it performed as well as it did. And, and it's I, getting and better. I, know I I think so. I think mm-hmm. if you only saw the pilot and were disappointed and yes. didn't stick around, That's then me. well, you've been missing real, twelve really good episodes. It's been getting a lot better. Yeah, I think so. And mm-hmm. I, I like the mythology. I like the overall story. <laughs> I'll wait and, for the comic. Uh, I think, well, that's okay. I think, I think, I think, I think, we'll see what happens. I mean, no, I didn't. Uh, you're not rooting for Goyer and John? Shame on you. They probably make more money than me. What the hell I'm I got to root for them? I'm rooting for them to keep oh, going because uh, I think it's a good idea, and I think, don't. you know, most look back at all all the great shows and how, like, awkward the first season is for so many great shows. Even Buffy. Yeah, I you know, you know? no, I, I actually, Buffy. I didn't even... Uh, <laughs> yes, uh, I said it. Damn it. Uh, Get out! It, it, it wasn't so much that I didn't like it or thought it was horrible or something like that. I mean, I didn't think right, it was great. You're just but waiting for, like, you know, Nirvana. I don't know what you're doing. No, not at all. You're, I just only have so much viewing time in How the my hell life. have we stayed married this long? <laughs> I don't know, John. That's <laughs> it I've had. I agree with Sal. You're great you know, in the I sack. Have, <laughs> that's what it is, buddy. Apparently not. I have my shows Never that I watch. So. You know, I have my Project Runway. <laughs> Survivors, America's top Survivor. model. America's top model. I do watch Project Runway. And, and what's the, the one with the houses on uh, Sunday nights before Desperate Housewives? Uh, Sob Story I Sunday. Oh, my God, our dream house has come true. I want somebody to do that for me, man. Just with a hot tub. I want someone to do something for me once. <laughs> <laughs> I'll rub your back. <laughs> Thanks. Move on. Do you, do you, like, do you right. like Blade? Uh, I didn't watch it since then. Right, I don't good. watch it. Uh, we have a, a special announcement. Um, I'm sorry. To, to, we, we just figured this out today to commemorate around Comics 50th episode. Yeah. That's actually not why we're doing it. But, oh. uh, it no, 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 no. This it's, is our 46th. It's in, uh, okay. on, uh, on October 14th. Are you sure you did the math right on this? It is yeah. our 50th? Yeah, it will be our 50th episode. As long episode. as we do one a week. As long we as we can't do, do one two week. episodes a week from now till then. Okay, should we not promote it as the 50th episode? That's now? fine, we can. I just want to know if I have to name something 47.5. Are we going to have yeah. some extra episodes in there? I don't know. 
All right. That's why we well, should on- have pre-production <laughs> meetings to... All right. On October 14th, Around Comics and Dark Tower Comics are plowed to present a signing at Dark plowed. Tower. We're plowed. We're plowed. That's right. We're plowed to present. <laughs> Give me another beer. I just had Thai food. I'm a little tongue-tied. All right. All Go right. on. <laughs> Tied. <laughs> um, see, don't be funny. All right, you shouldn't be funny. All those people that started listening to us because of John Byrne are just they're now gone. thinking. Yeah. They're the gone. Hey, anyway, guys, <laughs> we're gonna have a signing on the 14th from two to five. You can come in and meet the likes of Francesco, Steve Bryant, Scott Johnson, Jason Malay. Bryant's gonna be here. Who? That's nice. Steve Bryant? Yeah. Oh, I didn't Fina know Voltaire that. Man. Yeah. Fantastic. Oh, great. Yeah, I can't Voltaire. wait to see Steve again. Uh, Michael Overy is a tentative. Uh, Dave Wachter will be here. Len Cody. And uh, many, many more. Uh, getting the list uh, up and running. Uh, I talked to uh, John. A couple of, of his buddies here in the area may, <clears throat> may be coming in for that. I'm and, working on Alex Ross. Um, I, I'm working on a guy who used to work on Badger, but I can't say it now. can't say his name. But You can? No. Okay, well. Bill Reinhold said oh. he might be able to come down. That's cool. <laughs> Which would be cool. So anyway, uh, October 14th, we'll, we'll be promoting it uh, a lot more from here on out, but that's our initial announcement. Um, I had the pleasure of going and seeing our uh, our young man Tom at uh, Improv, and what, on Labor Day night? And I'd just like to say, Tom, you, you are a talented man. This isn't on the show notes. So I'm it's on my show notes. It's on your show. Wow, you have special, specific show notes. Everyone. Why do you think there's your name? Like Tom. Tom. Oh, okay. give you all the news. Yeah, yeah I'm like, what? Stuff. What's going on? Well, thank you. I am talented. <laughs> <laughs> and modest. Say, I'd like to thank God. Uh, um, any, any, improv, any more improv coming up uh, in the near future for you? Uh... I actually no. went there with Dave Wachter. Other than we had, a, we had a blast. Other than like making stuff up here, um, not. Re- I mean, uh, I'll let you guys know when I'm doing more stuff. I'm kind okay. of taking a break now because it's like when Michelangelo did the Sistine Chapel. <laughs> I'm sure he didn't say, "Well, let me go find another church right away to like start working on." I'm really going to focus gonna pull, my energy. You're going to pull back a little. I'm going to focus I, my energy on. I this. can actually say, I I was witness. To Tom taking off his shirt, not taking it off, ripping, ripping it off, off on and then stage. actually Hulk style? putting it on your head yes. like a turban on yeah. stage. So everybody got to see the uh, Keith fucking Richards tattoo on his nice. arm. It was great. It's funnier um, there than it when was. you saw it. Yeah. Uh, shout outs and bit. shout outs and thank yous. Uh, <clears> first of all. Thank you so much to Kieran Gillen and Jamie McKelvey, first of all, for making a great book like Phonogram, and second of all, for mentioning us in the back of it. That was a really, really awesome of them to give us a shout-out, which we had had that happen um, twice before with Steve Bryant, gave us a nice shout-out in Athena Voltaire, and... Uh, Tony Fleas. Tony Fleas. In, uh, in My Lifetime. In My Lifetime. So, Which is a fabulous book. Yes, yeah, so thank you to all uh, three, four, six of those creators. Yes. And, uh, uh, everyone that's We're not giving credit to Inkers. <coughs> that's why I said creators. all the creators. All I the you said creators. Six. Editorial staff, Editorial. publishers, even, uh, the, even the production people. <laughs> yeah, all right, uh, here's some. And us. if you visit the the Ron Comics mm-hmm. forum from time to time, you'll maybe run into Jamie. McCulley. Yeah, McKelvey, Kieran posts on there from time mm-hmm. to time. Uh, uh, Andy Parks. Yeah, Andy, Mike. Uh, Spread the AC love, the listener LCS challenge. Good. Would like to thank yeah. uh, 
Chris Chavez, Equinox on the Forum. He and his comic shop, California Cards and Comics, located at 9139 East Stockton Boulevard in Elk Grove, California. We're kind enough to put our flyer out. If you'd like to do the same and get a shout-out, just go to aroundcomics.com, click on the Listener LCS Challenge, download our PDF, and put it up in your little comic shop. Uh, vote for us at Podcast Alley, if you would please. And, of course, my favorite, the iTunes Music Reviews. Uh, as I say, be as cool as Andy Parks and give us a review. And Steve Bryant sent us an email, and all it said was, I was as cool as Andy Parks. <laughs> so we know exactly what he did. So. Nice. All right, there's all of our announcements. I had this idea to, uh, because we, uh, the big news out of Marvel. I could talk about Julie Newmar for about 20 minutes. Oh, good. Boy, I like <laughs> so, some big news out of Marvel in the last, what, uh, three, four weeks was uh, Bagley is leaving uh, Ultimate, Ultimate Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Yep. 110 issues. It's going to go down as the longest run at Marvel with two creators. Is that Yeah, long? I think as, as a team, I believe yeah. so. Yeah. Great, longest creative team run at Marvel Comics just besting the Stan, uh, the, and, uh, the Stan Lee and Jack Kirby Fantastic Four run which I, I still think a lot of people refer to as the greatest running comic. greatest running comic. Well, sure. <laughs> <coughs> yeah. So I heard Vern say that and absolutely my god. Yeah, are you? So it's you know it's I, I thought it would be a great chance for us to sit around and talk about our favorite runs or the greatest runs in comic history. And, you know, I guess we have to start the conversation with Stan Lee and Jack Kirby on Fantastic Four. Is it the greatest run in comics? Well, I'd say for the Silver Age, it's hard to find anything to match that level of quality, especially the early issues, um, you know, seeing, you know, meeting Doctor Doom and and the, the reappearance of the Submariner, going on to the, you know, creation of the Black Panther and the Inhumans and the Silver Surfer and Galactus. I mean, think of all the it characters. Created, I mean, it created, basically created, created the, Marvel the Marvel Universe. universe. I mean, if you yeah. think about yeah. it. I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of for a sports... Well, no, but I don't even mean that so much huh? as just... Set the template? Set the template yeah. for the Marvel Universe. Created the world. Created, it created the world. So many ideas out of those yeah. guys at that time. Yeah. And just, you know, it really... There wouldn't be a Marvel Universe if it wasn't for that run. So I think it, it's... It'd yeah. be very different yeah. without that run. Yeah. It changed... I mean, it also, in a way, changed DC as well. So the way you kind of look at those two big companies, you know, you have DC comes up with Justice League of America, and then as a response, you come up with Fantastic Four. Fantastic Four changes completely what superhero comics, what people expected from them, which I think we're still sort of reaping the rewards from that sort of... Or are we reaping the... The whirlwind from it. No, I mean, I don't mean that as a slam against that run, but we say, you know, they were going to be comics... Marvel... Would Marvel even be Marvel if not for that run? And would comics be what they are today if not for that run of comics? Yes. They would? I, no, well, I, it's... I, superhero I, comics is, weren't... Is, any, Kirby, like Tom just said, superhero <coughs> comics were a completely different creature before that run of comics. Well, what I, people mm-hmm. expected from a superhero comic. I think that's more uh, a testament to Kirby specifically, and that's no slight against Stan Lee, but... I would say his dynamic storytelling made that difference. And it's that's interesting, Sal, because I would say 
if Kirby, if you're saying, would the world be different without that specific run? Well, without Kirby, I, yeah, yeah it's certainly. That's what Kirby. it boils down to. Absolutely, I, I think just in terms of the way he told stories, his because, imagination, because his was, creativity, his not only that, but it, I mean, explosive. John Buscema learned how to draw right. comics the Marvel style by picking up a stack of Kirby comics, and in fact, every tryout was those couple pages of Fantastic mm-hmm. Four Kirby art. Can you dialogue it? And the other artists that were coming in, can you plot a you know story like this? Can you, you know, Ramita, can you, Ramita yeah. doing uh, Daredevil? You know, it, he was corrected by the style of Kirby. So uh, no, no, again, no slight to je- to Stan, but Stan recognizing well, himself. Kirby was his de facto art director, and you know, even though he he offered the job, to but that's what I mean. And he didn't take it. It was such an influence. I mean, I mean, he had such a that's influence him, on I, I everything in comics from that point forward. Sure. How different would comics be today if not for well, Jack Kirby? Well, that's but that's a different question. And that's what I'd say as opposed to that run because mm-hmm. I think that I think that inspiration would have still found a home somewhere, and that's that's the okay. Only thing I would say, but, but that's just me. Well, well I think it's, that, hard, it's hard to argue that. But I think one thing that the Fantastic Four what it did do was you could tell a story about where the stars were the team. I mean, you look at Justice League of America before a book like Fantastic Four comes out, and really Justice League of America is just all the main characters at the beginning, and then they split up in the teams, and it's compartmentalized to make it sort of readable and palatable for, you know, a kid to read. You have these two, and then you have these two, and they do this, and these characters do that, and they all meet up at the end. And you get a, a, a book like the Fantastic Four where really the goal is it's all those four of those characters together make the whole of the unit. It's not just a showcase almost for your various characters by necessity because none of them existed before and they weren't just a collection. The the only thing I would say though is that the challenges of the unknown was that same kind of storytelling and he was doing that in showcase at DC five years before the Fantastic Four. So I, I and I agree with what you're saying yeah. in terms of you know the focus was the team, but they weren't superheroes. Well, they weren't established characters, and then well, they were established well, they were characters, but they weren't. Well, I'm talking about FF. They were adventure. Oh, I see. Because yeah. I was going to say yeah. uh, the challengers certainly. <coughs> but I was going to say they're more adventurous. And in fact, right. even the even the Fantastic Four was really an adventure team that they said no, make the you know the first couple issues they're not even in costume. Right. It wasn't until like three or something that mm-hmm. they were finally, you know. Had the blue suits and everything, but but I think you know bringing it back around to the topic is is you know what what mark why why was that such an important run and why those two creators being on that book for what 102 issues is that what it something was like something like that yeah. was, uh, like, yeah, I, I don't want to say 111 but I might be wrong no I think it was like one, 105 or 106 that's yeah somewhere probably be like burned that. at the stake by fanboys out there yeah, for yeah, not knowing it that it is exactly but 100 and, tell well it's less, less than 110 I believe so. yeah, it def- yeah well no it definitely was yeah. and isn't it interesting that they made Spider-Girl end Re- and, relaunch and now, and now it's you know or I guess you know I forget <coughs> what it's called now the Amazing, amazing Spider-Girl Spider yeah. because really DeFalco and Friends uh, probably, uh, you know, we're a serious contender, and they that, have no yeah. they have no intention of breaking up. So I think that's kind of interesting that the title change. I think they're trying to do it to keep to get a bump in number one sales. Well, what we well, talked ultimate's about the, ultimate's the Cadillac of the library. Right? We we talked about this before. It's like, and and I think it was Mike Norton was saying, you know, it's like, yeah, a hundred issues. That's great in this day and age for two guys to be on a hundred issues, you know, for that long on the same book. But you know. 
25 years ago. That wasn't that big of a deal. It was nothing. Oh, I mean, nobody would know, even well, nobody would even no, say well, how, how, how many how many how many mm. books 25 years ago had the same creative team for over 100 issues? I mean, were there a lot of them? Same creative team. Well, not same individual creator. If you have a group of guys, I don't know, you look at the Mort Weisinger era of Superman, mm-hmm. and I mean, you really had uh, Kurt Swan, Al Plastino, um, I mean, those are the artists, and I'm trying to think of who else. Uh, but I mean, you had Jerry Siegel, and I'm trying to think, again, I, I forget who wrote uh, Not some of the other ones. Kane. But it was, um, it, no, yeah, Kane was Batman, and that was, and Shelley Moldoff, that, yeah, 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 yeah. that was the Kane studio. But no, it's that's the thing. So no, I if you're saying two people know, yeah. but I know the Superman books definitely had. I mean, Kurt Swan was on Superman forever, forever. and it's funny Eight because years. in terms of runs, I wasn't thinking of teams. I was thinking of specific individual creators. Yeah, yeah. and um, I think you do have to put <coughs> Kurt Swan on Superman as having a very important, you know, distinct. Well, he's what art he's what Superman. That's what Superman looks like. Exactly. You for, know, like, for, yeah. for thirty years. Yeah, for thirty years. I yeah, mean, really. if you had to identify Superman, or twenty-five years, that's the Superman that right. you recognize. It was, yeah, it went from it went from uh, Schuster to Wayne Boring to Kurt Swan for to decade, to Byrne. Yeah. yeah, to Burn. I mean, really, it was Kurt Swan, and then it was Burn. I wow. mean, it was Kurt Swan and Murphy yeah. Anderson, wow. right? So. What well, I tell you, what we got a a ton of listener emails and. Mm-hmm. No, you got you got one, Simon. Well, no, I was just gonna back when we were talking about the Fantastic Four. I mean, one of the defining things about them—they weren't just a team; they were a family, and they interacted mm-hmm. on the personal level so much. And that's not something that you had in Justice League. It was like, okay, Flash and Batman, and Green Lantern got together; they beat a bad guy. Mm-hmm. They didn't argue about it later. Snap yeah. a car. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's Ginchy getting my hot rod. No, you're right. The soap opera. I think well, you're right. The yeah. family. Well, that, that, well, yeah, that was what was different about the Marvel universe. I think in the very beginning is that. They they had conflict with each other. That you had, you know, sure. uh, that was that and was a, this, a big difference. And this maybe is a topic for a different show, but kind of what I was thinking of is, you know, I like the idea of, of trying to imagine what comics would be like without that run. And and it, what it reminds me of in a contemporary way is like Watchmen. Mm-hmm. We're still looking at comics being made, trying to be Watchmen, sure, or Watchmen ask. And I think it's the same sort of thing. We, you know, it's like for so many. And, and I think it went on for longer, but for decades you saw comics trying to be the Marvel style, that Marvel style, that Fantastic Four style, for literally, God, I mean, still to some degree, but not, you guys ever, not nearly as pre- prevalent as have, it was. Have you guys ever seen those original Thunder Agent uh, comics that yeah. Hollywood Studio did? Those Tower comics, yeah, I've seen they those. are so Marvel. Yeah, and <laughs> even and even Joe Simon at uh, Harvey and at Archie. Doing things like the fly and things like that, or even the the you know the secret life of Private Strong, the mm-hmm. third uh, shield, and things. I mean, yeah, that that kind of Marvel storytelling right. is going on. So no, I I see what you're saying. I I again I I attribute that more to Simon and Kirby than I do, and that Stan was kind of a uh, well, I, I a, a guy that kind of latched that. into that. I don't disagree with that at all. I'm just trying to to put it in <coughs> the relevance of what were comics before that and what were comics after that. All right, guys, the forum was hopping with this topic. They really latched onto it this week. So we have a ton of forum posts, and I think they'll be great conversation starters for us to talk about whatever uh, run these guys have talked about. So, uh, Tom, do you want to start us off with uh, with the first post? Sure. Scott C. in Chicago. Uh, Paul Levitz is Legion Run. <laughs> to boil it down a bit more, you could say that even 
So you could say the Levitt's Giffen run. It's been approximately 18 years since Levitt's last wrote Legion of Superheroes, but every run since then, including Wade's current run, has been able to get out from under the Levitt's shadow. Very true. I was just flipping through the Great Darkness saga a couple of days ago, and it still looks wonderful. That's true. Even going back to the 70s, I'll say Levitt's and Grell. <coughs> I mean, that's the thing. I mean, Again, he was writing that when he was 13. No, that was <laughs> oh, that was Jim Shooter. <laughs> <laughs> I got him all screwed up. No, but Levitt's, you know, did take over in the 70s. Yeah. And, um, and the Legion had decent writers back before then. <coughs> but Levitt's and Grell, I think, had a very important run. And then, as the as the guy says, when Giffen came on, it just got better and more interesting. Yeah. And even through the Baxter paper era of those direct comic uh, versions of the Legion mm-hmm. and Titans and stuff like that. Levitt's, I will put Levitt's Legion next to Wolfman and Perez's uh, tit- Titans and tell you that both were equally yeah. entertaining. I think the and only I disadvantage, I think the only disadvantage it's had almost historically is that DC's willingness to start over. Well, as the present know, Legion changes, always, no, yeah, because yeah, the problem is as the present changes, changes, it dictates that the future has to change as well. I think that's the only reason why it doesn't get the same sort of credibility yeah. that Wolfman gets because. Well, sure. Every couple of years, they've kind of just said, "Well, here's new Legion." So it's well, kind yeah, of now yeah. Superman doesn't fit anymore. What do we do? And that's yeah, that's a, a regret. So they've kind of gotten. And also, to be honest, I mean, that's just been a problem with the Legion anyway. Just not having Superman. Well, yeah. but also just not having Superboy part of it. It really it affects you're, you're, it. Yeah, you're missing it. I'm Supergirl's an interesting one, but I, I agree with Levins. I think that's yeah. a very good. Point. All right, yeah, I've I've never been a Legion reader because I never found a good place to jump on. You could start reading the Wade's. I like the Wade's. The, Wade's the Wade run has yeah. been very good. Okay. And I thought Abnett and Landing actually did an excellent job as well. Yeah, because yeah, there are, there are Legion fans out there that are like I've always, I've always read Legion. It is my book, and I oh, and they're like Jets fans with, at the draft when they get <laughs> somebody that's like they're rebooting again. What the? How many times do I have to buy another one? Exactly. Yeah, every time. Okay, if you want a jumping on point, wait three more months. Maybe I'll pick. I'm actually looking at the two trades uh, here of the Mark Wade run, so maybe I'll pick those up tonight. Uh, Sal, next post. <clears throat> this is from Mouse D. He said, uh, Grant Morrison's runs on X-Men and Animal Man. And also, when I was a kid, Steve Gerber's Howard the Duck was a big influence. I'm reading it again in the Essentials trade. <laughs> Fun stuff. Apl- applause yeah. from John Sanchez. Yeah. The Steve Gerber stuff on Howard the Duck. Um, With Gene Colan. To, to this day, you won't find anything like that. Still, I think really legitimately you won't find a book that's quite that sort of playful, yet very a lot of commentary on the way a society is and... I mean, it's really a perfect mesh between those two things that I think was slightly ahead of where comics were ready that to go. Like that seems like a perfect time. book for you, Tom. Yeah, the I subversive know, yeah. mainstream book. Yeah. That's <coughs> what it was. It mm-hmm. really was. And you know, and it caught up with them eventually, and that's why they stopped doing it. But uh, And, of course, the George Lucas uh, film bombing didn't help. <laughs> I, I still like that film. Yeah. Well, back to, uh, back to Grant Morrison's run on, yeah. on actually New X-Men. Is what it was yeah, called. Five years. Mm-hmm. And that they're doing an omnibus right. on he that. He was on New X-Men for was five it, years. It was a long time, yeah. Or four years, something like that. Yeah, well, they're getting... I mean, they're actually, gonna, with delays, I, you know, yeah, I think it, years. I think it... Well, they're, they're going to... I think it's I the, say four, the, the complete... The complete series is going to be in an omnibus, which yep. is like 35, 37-ish. Yeah. 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 That's what I I think it maybe was like three years spread over four and a half or something because of the quietly delays. Yeah. But that was... stuff. Oh, it's great. I mean... It's, you know, I can't blame Marvel for doing it. That they've sort of taken all that, got rid of it. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, you know, I mean, because it's it was so bizarre. But yeah. 
it doesn't really matter. I mean, it's not you know. You I mean, still have your it, copies. Right. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly, and it's so good. It's um, it's just you know, really takes a, a completely different look at the X Men and all those characters and injects such a fresh. Uh, feeling yeah. in all of them, and so oh, you know, and, and, expansive. And John mentioned that you you can't talk about that run without mentioning quietly. Yeah. Well, oh yeah. I mean, I exactly. think I think we were talking about this on the forum because I made a mention about how much I like I like Planet Hulk for certain reasons, and one of the things I love is the same reason why I really like Grant Morrison's X Men is for me I stopped liking the X Men when it became so introverted into its own universe and its own characters where when they stopped just kicking people everyone asses. seemed yeah. to like everyone was a sad character everyone was like woe is me every issue is about like a sister well, they're, minor- or they're minorities up. yeah tom i mean have a little no, it was always like oh this is my <laughs> sister this is my brother this, no you know. i know what you mean but I, Grant I, morrison was able to say you he know stu- you he, he was able to step great, away from that <clears throat> you have this team where you can do anything you can go into space you right. can have magic you can and have the, all these things and you can use all of them you know yeah that was the great story. thing about it is that he he took them out of the x mansion and into a world again, yeah. you know what I mean, and and and, and uh, even outside of that, and, you know, yeah. into like different universes. We're and, gonna take the car out of the garage and go. Yeah, I mean, it. yeah, yeah. And, and and I agree with Tom, exi- you know, completely on that point is that he he made that a a big adventurous book again, as opposed yeah. to like, you know, a bunch of crybabies, you know, whining. And Animal Man, God, that was such a great companion to Swamp Thing in the eighties. It really <laughs> kind of took over the juice of Swamp Thing and the, the, the excitement, I think, that, you know, I mean, Sandman, you know, Game and Sandman as well, but Animal Man just really was a good, weird, you know, book that... I, I never mean, read it. I still have really? to... I'm still trying to get the... I want to get it. I think you can buy it at the, the Amazon trades, store at Around Comics. I know, I just, way, I gotta get around to it. The way it dovetails in the post-crisis world, too, and just kind of referencing Crisis, and a lot of the weirdness that you saw of the Psycho Pirate... An infinite crisis comes from, from Animal that, Man, yeah. and just that moment where even you know Animal psycho- Man's the one who knows really what's right. He's he seen sees, it all. He sees us. I mean, yeah, he has literally looked <laughs> at the other side of the universe, you know, from the outside, and and knows that we're looking at him. And it's that oh my god, you guys are looking at me right now, and it's one of the most you know fantastic <laughs> moments in the book. No, he. Uh, more I've heard so many good creator, things about. Yeah, he, he's he's a brilliant writer. When All right, and I and I think I think this maybe gets not mentioned. a bad man, but oh, oh, uh, <laughs> oh, come on, let's not go there. Next All one. All right, I think I think we actually have some more posts about uh, about Morrison, but uh, John. Uh, yeah, Prodigy one asks or says I think Christopher Priest's Black Panther is one of the best runs in comics. They gave life to a very underused character. His entire run still isn't traded by Marvel, and that's a crime in itself. Marvel did everything they can to promote that run. And it was really one of the best awesome. written runs in Marvel Knights. And I even liked the Casper Cole character that, you know, the story kind of dovetailed in when the thought was, all right, if you don't like T'Challa, maybe you'll like this guy. And I, and I still thought it was an interesting story. He Priest is great. He's a, he's a fantastic writer and continues to He's been to be. around for yeah. so Jim Owsley, yeah, exactly. He's done That's, stuff forever. You know, that was his, uh, his real name, and yeah. I know Priest is his pen name, but he's, he's an excellent writer, and he's... Deserving uh, of your attention. I want to take this moment to mention that we said Prodigy One's name on the podcast. So yes, so <laughs> was shout out to Prodigy complain, One. Uh, there he can't is. Can't complain about it on the forum. <laughs> Thank you, Prodigy. Yeah, You're a great poster, you and we really appreciate it. And I've 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 messed up like three times. I was supposed to mention something. It that still you might get edited done. out. So yeah, we don't even we could, know. So, so. <laughs> <laughs> 
uh, yes, blanket. I, I, it would be like beep. You finally I love beep the the priest run on Black Panther is one of my all time favorites. So I really enjoyed that run. I thought it was fantastic. Um, and speaking of Christopher Priest fans, uh, Tom, the uh, um, the next one. Oh, uh, David Price also mentioned Christopher Priest, but he also mentions Matt Wagner on Sandman Mystery Theater, Walt Simonson on Thor, Wolfman and Prez on the New Teen Titans, and a lot of good stuff from David Michalini. He spelled it out phonetically. R-Z run on Amazing Spider-Man from the late 80s to 94. And Matt Wagner writing Grand. Oh, don't don't forget uh, Bill Mantlo on oh, ROM. Oh, Bill Mantlo on ROM. On ROM, yes. Come on, is that really considered a great run? <laughs> Rom? It can't even be considered a great hey, comic. Rob, Come on. Yeah, Rob's got his uh, corner of fans, though. you got to give Well, uh, yeah. Everybody loves Rom. Well, yeah. I, I think uh, I mean, I in, in a later yeah. post, they actually, uh, uh, someone says, you know, David, maybe Micronauts was a little bit better for Mantlo. No. So. Rom. No, Rom. Only Rom. Rom. <laughs> well, I love the race. We got to the Rom. other big one, the Wolfman and Prez, which I'm sure other people New are going to Oh, certainly. Certainly. I think it's one of, the, one of the cornerstone runs yeah. in comic history. They mentioned Wagner on uh, Sandman Mystery Theater, soon uh, shared by, well, you got to mention the other half of that, of course, Guy Davis. Guy Davis. Yep. Yeah. He was so brilliant with his art. But uh, Steve Siegel uh, really joined that team as an alternative writer and I think fit in quite nicely. And I think uh, his issues were ultimately as interesting as Wagner's, mm-hmm. even though it was Matt's. Different. Uh, you know, but well, and it was Matt's concept. Yeah, Matt, yeah. Matt's the guy who kind of fleshed that out. But I thought Siegel did a great job when he was writing Sam. And I think this is a, an interesting time to kind of uh, make a little bit of a, of a distinction in the types of runs that we're talking about in in the show today. Is you can look at Matt Wagner and Grendel, which was pretty much his well, his baby. Yeah, okay. yeah, this is baby. Yeah. So we could talk about a series like Preacher or Sin City as being great collections. They're really not great runs because those are finite series. Sure. You know, Sin City really isn't, but uh, I guess it is now. It was kind of an on... Well, as opposed to... Well, I would say run on a on a character that maybe, like the Sandman, as opposed to being a creator's own character. Yeah, yeah. In the case of Sin City and, and Sandman. Not being one creature. better than the other, but just a very different sort of thing to look at, like, creatively to see... You well, know, because like nobody el- nobody else is working on Sin City. Sin City. Right. Mm-hmm. You know what yeah. I mean? You, you can't compare right. it to anything other than itself. So I, right. I, th- I think what we're talking about today is Alan Moore on Swamp Thing, yes. Alan Moore on Watch Promethea, Watch no. Yeah. You know, it's, you know, those are those creators. But at the same creators. time, I mean, mm-hmm. well, all right, never mind. Because I was <clears> going to bring up some, you know... Oh, we can talk about it. Fantastic runs it's not, from, it's not from like guys it's like that. that well, no, like, Howard, it doesn't work. So. Well, like, <laughs> Howard Chaykin on American Flag, like, I bought all those issues, and the issues, once Howard Chaykin stops being involved, yeah. is like a 180 yeah. chop. Oh, I mean, that's like a complete... Well, I mean, well, that's just an example of a difference. I mean, what about, like, Cerebus? 300 issues. That's a pretty amazing run. Yeah. You can't compare it to well, see, anyone that, else working but see, on that book. That, but that's the thing. You can't compare it to anyone else working on the book where FF, you can compare John Byrne's run with the Lee Kirby. And I think that's where some of the interesting conversation can come in. All right. So... Fine. That we can't talk I didn't about know. That. I didn't know you had limitations. Hey, there are rules. I guess. Well, well anyway, I, I, think, I think we can this make another Vietnam episode out of here. great, <laughs> great finite series. Well, uh, what or, I did want to creator, creator, uh, you know, owned property. Yeah, or creator. Yeah, exactly. Uh, what I, I yeah, did yeah. want to say about the Wolfman and Perez New Teen Titans that was like um, at the time I wasn't reading a whole lot of DC, but that was one book that I was reading, mm-hmm. and it was 
you know, I don't remember what years that was or whatever. Like but 84, 85. Yeah, and, and yeah, it was really, to me, like, one of the first books that I ever read that took these characters and really told them, you know, it was such a dark, they were so it dark. Yeah, 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 yeah stories, I was going to say, yeah. 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 It was, fact, yeah, Steve, absolutely. You, have you read Steve Grant's thing on uh, comic book resources? He did a great uh, essay about that period and said, you know, you got to give it, you got to give it up for two guys. Paul Levitz and Marv Wolfman, and really he meant Wolfman and Perez when he said when he said Wolfman. But the point was, Levitz saved the DC line from being canceled because they were just like, yeah, you know, comics. Do we really need them? We've yeah. got the licensed properties. We can make lunchboxes. Yeah, right. This is Superman he can, comic yeah, book or not. That. And he said, no, you want this. You want the laboratory. And it was Marv that got the. They that was the first DC comic that made Marvel fans say, wait a minute, there is other things going mm-hmm. on beyond Marvel that are interesting. And it's because they had two Marvel creators doing a DC book. And then the, I, that really kind of led into Crisis, didn't? I mean that that. Well, I think Marv, to some I, degree, I think Marvel I mean, yeah. success on there, sure. Yeah, and yeah. Wolfman Emperor, certainly, yeah, they were the team, and it's like you time know, to hit the reset button. Yeah. 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 Well, and he, and he and yeah, I think I think Marv was the catalyst and stuff. So you know, I mean, and you look back at that stuff too, and I, I'm sure I mentioned this later in a post, but stuff like um, Roy Thomas on All Star Squadron that was sort of coming out at that time, mm-hmm. sort of taking away of looking at the DC universe and making it not irrelevant, like a way of dragging in everything and making yeah. the whole history huge. Well, and then combining between heroes. Yeah, I mean, you know, those I would throw Roy Thomas in there a little bit with that. Sure. Well, Roy like, Thomas, that talk about a guy yeah, you could talk guy. about runs on stuff. Well, I mean, he was yeah, he uh, was the second wave. Yeah, he, he was really the most significant creator of the for of both? the second of the second companies. Wave. He did yeah, stuff for both. Yeah, 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 absolutely, sure. I mean, that's I. I no, Roy's amazing. Yeah, it was. I mean, I was remiss in knowing what he had done. You know, because up until really. Five years ago, I didn't really pay that much attention to who wrote what or who drew what. Sure. I mean, to some degree, the bigger names, that kind of stuff. But but when I was a kid reading comics, I never paid attention to who it's wrote It's all about anything. the character. Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean? And and that's a guy that is like, over the last few years, I've just kind of, you know, every time I see his name on something, I'm like, wow, he wow. was on that, yeah. he was on that, he did that. He did. It's, it's like, like he built the moly. character, he got him running, and then it was like, okay, Englehart, you take it over. Or, yeah. okay, yeah. Conway, you yeah. take it over. And, and just brilliant. No, I... You got to give it up to Roy Thomas. Uh-huh. He's, you know, and he got a lot of crap back in the seventies of being like Stan's houseboy and shit. But yeah. but when the you know when push came to shove, the guy had a lot of brilliant ideas. And as Tom points out, they they still stand today. And some of the you know some of your favorite characters in the JSA and in are the only around because Roy Thomas right. resurrected them. Yeah, or he created, created them. Yeah, God, you know, or Adam, he, or Adam he gave you know, or all, all he those, gave them yeah. real. Purpose. Purpose, yeah, yeah, and identities. Yes. You know what I mean? He did Absolutely. that with a lot of those characters, too, that you see today. Because he loved the Justice Society, was his that was mm-hmm. his group. That was his X-Men. He lo- I mean, he knew as much about the Justice Society as, as X-Men fans know about the X-Men today. I mean, he is he was the original fanboy turned creator. <laughs> he really wow. was. Well, we've got All a right. couple of other books. And this is part of a Darth Kramer post. He wrote a novella for us, so Holy. I'm just going to pick a couple of them there, and Simon's going to read those. Yeah, first off is uh, Starlin's Warlock. Uh, Darth Kramer saying it's the first deep comic that he ever read. On the first read, it was great, fun story. But as he read more of it over time, I understood that there was something not quite right about this run. You couldn't tell who the good guy was or who the bad guy was. And the hero was nuts. His supporting casts are villains and sleazebags. The only way to stop the future from playing out as it is, suicide. Just a great, thought-provoking run. Got me interested in psychology and that page from Warlock 11 where there's a countdown and all the main players are rushing towards their fate. Talk about tense. It was great stuff. 
He said a boot. A boot. I'm Canadian. Get over it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get over it. it. Yeah. Everything else you said was shit, man. Until you said a boot, they're like, "All right, man." Yeah. But, but I know. I know. Mark the time. It's fine. <laughs> I uh, I know that uh, Darth Kramer is, uh, and it's Matt. I know that Matt is such a big Star One fan, so I, I uh, marked the other one there. So what's the the second that Star was, One? Uh, Starlin's Batman. Uh, this is Batman to me. He's got Robin, but he doesn't need a Robin. He's not perfect, and he has feelings that sometimes get in the way of his job. And, man, Robin was a dick, but you still felt bad about what, what happened to him and death in the family. Now, me personally, I didn't feel bad. I no. voted to kill the guy. No! Oh, you're, you're the one. one. I'm still a little pissed at Judd Winnick for bringing him back. And the cult <laughs> miniseries was great as way. <laughs> a claustrophobic ride through Batman's psyche. Starlin dusted off some of the paranoia and schizophrenia from his warlock run, but, man, it paid off big time. The cult was a great and forgotten prestige format story back in the day. It really was. You know, and Starlin, yeah, Starlin is another guy like that, uh, another Marvel and right. DC guy that, that deserves a lot more credit for a lot of the stuff yeah. he did. We're yeah. starting to turn into kind of, we mentioned Starlin on just about every yeah. episode. We gotta, we're going to have to talk to the man. Uh, uh, I, I do want to mention, uh, he also mentioned uh, uh, Demetrius. Bob Walsh and the man. Well, yeah, it's a. Uh, Dematis. Dematis. That's one I always mess up. Dematis on Captain America, Bob Howell's uh, Shadow Man, uh, Ostrander, and Mandrake Spectre, and uh, Robinson. I thought it was Dematis. Dematis? I I thought it was Dematis as well. No, it's Dematis. I talked to him. If anyone knows, John knows. Dematis is what everyone thinks it is. Right, exactly. Well, it should be, damn it. Robinson Starman, which is another good example. Oh, my God. That was, you know. But again, actually, I think that falls into the, that's the creator's character. No one else. Well, Jack Knight. Well, Jack Knight has, you know, been barely touched since, and it was really Robinson when he was co-writing JSA. That had him in it. You know, so. Off limits. Wrong answer. <laughs> <laughs> no, he is. Uh, like the uh, Dan Dido said that nobody else gets to touch him except yeah. for uh, except for Robinson. So yeah. <laughs> really, okay. Uh, Brian Bowles, uh, Tom, you want to read that one? Why is oh. Tom reading everything? I'll oh. second just about everything already listed. Well, thank <laughs> you. And add Stan Sakai on Usagi Ujimbo. Did I pronounce that correctly? Mm-hmm. You, you did. did. Way to go, you. Brubaker and Phillips on Sleeper. Yeah. Um, well, that, that one doesn't count. Doesn't yeah, count. Doesn't neither count. does Yusaki Yojimbo. Yeah. Neither does no, Hernandez. Neither does. All right. <laughs> but much much in Sinkevich trying to Moon Knight. You never either. specify these rules when you put up the thread on the forum, so it's really not fair at this point to, no, to discount all of them. No, no, no. I mean, they're great, but it, yeah, it's not that we're not saying they're not great. It's just that we're saying that they're different. There's nothing to compare them to. Well, sure, there are everything else out there. Yeah, so it's okay. all good. Okay, okay, <laughs> good. That's true, and you did just say greatest run, so okay. Yeah. So. Well, if okay, anything, my our fault. listeners should be used yeah, to is like <laughs> getting ambushed. I'm sorry, you can't talk about great runs without talking about Love and Rockets. It's yeah. you know, oh hell yeah, a, I do know, all a the lifetime time. of <laughs> shut up. I talk about it every day. At yeah, you're also TV. wearing a 1989 Detroit Pistons World Champ shirt. You should be run Got out of Benny Microwave Johnson on it. <laughs> microwave, love the microwave. <laughs> John Eat it up, uh, John well, the Spider. spider. Uh, spider. Mention and Senkevich on the, on Moon Knight. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Oh, one of the stars of John's the John's gonna market. like get up and like hell yes here. Jack, you oh my face. god, the thing started in that backup uh, Hulk magazine and was so great that it graduated into its own comic. It was fantastic. It didn't last that long. Though, John's got like a furrowed yeah, brow. Yeah, He's like, <laughs> no, yeah, sure it did. How long did their run sure last? Did. Well, again, it lasted for like a year and a half or so in that Hulk book, and then it went for like another 30 to 50 issues. Did it go that long? In, uh, 
in Moon Knight I proper. Didn't think they were on. Yeah, oh, but yeah. what was there, but, there's but an it, essential Moon Knight. I, why do I think well, the, why the, the reason why Charlie Houston is writing a Moon Knight today is because of Munch and Sinkavich's uh, run. There is no question. My God, why no did question. I think that their run was not nearly that long? Because you're wrong. Well, I thought it went. Well, you're thinking I thought like it, just a well, there's that essential, but that essential well, isn't that like be, everything. Yeah. And that, and that essential is a good 20... Hey, I read Moon Knight. Shut up! <laughs> Get off my show! <laughs> All right, I'm leaving. Uh, Stan Sakai <laughs> on Yusagi Yojimbo. Haven't read it. Sorry, haven't read it. You should. Oh, my God, you got it. First you have to see the Japanese movie that inspired it, then you have to read it. Okay. He's a, he's a genius. He's some kind of genius. What Japanese movie inspired it? Yojimbo. Okay. Thank you. By Akira Kurosawa? I believe so. Yeah. Probably. That's your default answer in Japanese movies. What's next? No, I'm pretty sure I own that movie. Okay. So, uh, yeah, quiet down. Uh, Brubaker Phillips on Sleeper. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Get it. Buy it. That's it's awesome. Uh, Hernandez Brothers on Love and Rockets, which is our chance to say we are going to be doing a spotlight on Love and Rockets. So, if you haven't uh, picked up the two tomes, Locus and Palomar, please do so. The two tomes. The tomes. Can I borrow one of the yeah, two from I'll you? bring yeah. Locust next, next week. I only have one room in my pocket for one tome. Room for one tome. <laughs> all right, all right. That's the next one. Uh, Jer- Jersey, Jersey Droves. The winner of the Wright Toms comic. And uh, the writer of Make Like Tree, Tree Comics. Uh, okay, I write this with full knowledge that no one is going to think this run is the most influential. Michigan Cone and Colin's run on Amethyst, Princess of Gemworld. <laughs> Give it up. Uh, I'm this, sorry, I'm joking. Uh, this particular sure run, to me, symbolizes a time when DC really represented the fun place to be in comics. And by fun, I don't mean stupid. The great thing about uh, Amethyst was <coughs> the story could get heavy, people could die, and there was this high spirit of adventure about the series. Sure, you had pretty ladies named after gems as heroes, but you had Dark Opal and the emissaries of Yvarn as the villains. I dare anyone to read the scene where Sardinix, Sardinox? I'm so glad you read this one. Gets <laughs> handed over to the Varn emissaries and tell me that wasn't freaky. And I also dare anyone to read the scene where Amy's dog Taffy d- goes into the gem world and defeats a pack of wolves to save Amy and tell me they didn't get one of those heck yeah feelings. I know people who love Amnesis. Yeah, there are people that <laughs> do like Am. I- I've yeah. never read it, honestly. The I only no issue idea. I, re- I read was the Crisis Crossover issue. Then <laughs> they had one. Right. Michigan, Michigan's a hell of a writer. I mean, you got you got to give it up to Michigan. He's all right. I, I've never read Amethyst. I don't know. Okay. I well, trust Jersey Draws though. The, the, yeah, and Jersey's a great guy. I might have the, the next one traded. Is can you pick up the no? no I, bet you can get, quarter, oh, I bet you can find it in quarterback. This next one is from a uh, a dual listener. This is uh, the guy that. Uh, uh, e- emailed in. He listens to Wordle. He listens to Wordle. Oh, 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 oh. Lee Webb, Australian dude. Yes, this is one of the nice people in Australia. Uh, Lee Webb. Wow. For, for Way to alienate a whole country. Continent. No, he like. No, actually, I have a lot of fans in Australia. I do all right in the. I do all right down under. For me, it has to be Mark <laughs> Waid. <laughs> At least that's what Mrs. Suntress exactly. always says. How are you, everyone? <laughs> for me, it has to be Mark Wade's run on Impulse and Flash. This was a great run where the art complemented the story, a rarity during the 90s. It inspired Graham Morrison to do the JLA, which led editors to start putting the best writers back on the best characters, which has led to where we are in the industry. I would agree. Uh, I think there were a lot of great creators on The Flash that had very lengthy runs, and I wanted to throw a name up there before I forget, now that there's a Flash reference, and that is the great Carrie Bates. That, I told them I was going to mention that before. I'm too. glad, well, because yeah. Carrie Bates, uh, I think Carrie Bates and Mark Wade and William Messers Loeb's are all influences in Jeff Johns' yep. Flash, 
and I think you have to, you definitely have to talk about, I mean, and I think, I know it is for Wade. I know how much he, he loves Carrie Bates well, as well. Carrie so, Bates yeah, wrote I'm it, on the, uh, Carrie Bates <laughs> wrote it for like 14 years. You know, what you yes, know about exactly. The Flash, Carrie Bates made up. <clears throat> and and literally wrote the end of Barry Allen. Yeah, I, I mean, mean he's like, the guy that like took Barry Allen from the 70s to the end of the book. Well, one of the things he really mentions here, which I think is great, is that I remember during the 90s, one of the few books that I picked up and I was always really good was Mark Wade's Flash. Oh, yeah. And uh, I remember the issues actually where Morrison took over with, with, with Miller with Miller writing, to write yes, it for like exactly. for like a year and those were awesome issues <coughs> and you can take those issues and trace it directly to what he did with the JLA like the same idea of Absolutely. blowing everything up huge and just like expand yeah. the entire universe. and John's like I said I really think John's is is a fan of those runs as well and I think a lot of that same storytelling it's Mark Wade you bet. Applause. Thank you. Oh, yeah. Thank you. And I have a feeling. DC nerd. I'm sure you feel the same way. All-Star Flash eventually. Mark Wade will be doing that. Oh, yeah. I think so. Or uh, Carrie Bates. Bring Carrie. Yeah, I, you know, he's... I know he, he was writing TV. Yeah. And he, write, he wrote a lot of TV. He's like Jerry Conway. They kind of left and, you know, it's like... Never came it. back. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. On the greener pastures. Uh, next post, Sam. So this one from Big Ben. Uh, no one has mentioned Stanley on Amazing Spider-Man yet. Uh, that stuff is iconic as it gets. John wrote him a senior on Amazing Spider-Man should be mentioned as well. It may not have been as long as some other runs, but wrote him a Spider-Man was the Spider-Man image for a long time. Oh yeah. Oh, that's yeah. That's that I mean template. that's you can't even. After Ditko, that became the trademark Spider-Man mm-hmm. until really only about, about ten years, years ago. Yeah. Yeah. I still think of that as Spider-Man because sure. I haven't read <coughs> Spider-Man in. Ten years, okay. <laughs> no, but no, like I mean, it's like oh. Swan on Superman. Right. Like that is the trademark. To the emblem, people man. in America, that is what Spider-Man looks like. Yeah. You know, like I'm sure that's what my dad thinks. Spider-Man no, not really. It's Scott oh, Johnson's art. Yeah, it's Scott Johnson now. <laughs> As we learn now. As yeah. we know now. Oh, I'm sorry. sorry. I love so. Scott. No, absolutely. You can, I mean, it's yeah. It's it well, is iconic. It's almost should be beyond. You know, you what we could talk about just because, you know... Yeah, Stan. It's Stan. And it's Stan and Spider-Man. Oh, yeah, Spider-Man. Yeah, exactly. Ramita, Senior, I mean, there's nothing... You can't touch it. I'm Steve Bryant, and you're listening to Around Comics, and Tom Caters is not wearing any pants. Okay, uh, the next one's from Jamie Hood. Um, Claremont slash Burn X-Men ampersand Wolfman slash Perez <laughs> are the locks from my childhood. As an adult, Bendis, Maliv, Daredevil, and Idid be a shame not to mention Terry Moore on Sip or Strangers <laughs> in Paradise. I love Sip. I like Gulp. Well, I, I, I don't like think you can. I, I don't think you can. You can mention uh, Daredevil without Miller. I mean, Frank oh, Miller. Yeah, and yeah Daredevil. I, I mean, that's well. At least they said that, and not. Uh, not I mean, it wasn't that long of a run, but it's it's so funny of people like, oh, Kevin Smith redefined Daredevil. And it's like, no, Kevin Smith dusted off Frank Miller's Daredevil yeah, yeah. and brought it back. And Bendis and, and Smith are the first ones to admit that. Well, but but Miller that did that it for run. Her. That, no, but the Malieve, well, the Malieve Bendis run. Oh, it's fantastic! It's incredible. No, 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 well, no I, I think I think in the spirit of the post is is that Jamie saying that that Claremont Byrne on X Men and Wolfman Press on on Titan. Titans. Was th- those were those are the ones that and, and same thing with me. Those are the ones that Titans was like the only book I read growing up. Those are more the the teenage books. Sure. And I think that that Miller run on on Daredevil kind of fits at the tail end of, of those for me as I was leaving kind of like my teen years and and, and whatnot. I started kind of graduating into wanting to read well, the I Miller think run on Daredevil. I was going to say, Tom had brought up the point of, you know, creators that, you know, invent things as opposed to later on, you know, with uh, Harry Bates, over. who had invented all the things that you know about The Flash, and with, you know, Frank Miller, 
not only invented all the things you think about Daredevil or a, a great bulk of, you know, not his powers or abilities or that kind of thing, but just that character the tone. essence. Oh yeah, yeah the, the tone, tone of the character, yeah. absolutely. Well, it's because um, he was more about Matt Murdock than Daredevil. It's really kind of got into what that character was. Or even the superhero as detective. I mean, it was yeah. like, I want to do a pulp story, I have to write a superhero story, so my superhero is going to be the pulp hero of this story. But that's something we should take into consideration with a lot of these runs, too, is like sure. the difference between... The uh, yeah, the influence, you know... Well, beyond, beyond the character or even influencing other things. Well, or certainly both. We could, both, I think. But, you know, with Daredevil specifically, as great as Bendis and Malie's run is on it, it wouldn't have been possible with without... You with know, the Miller's, template, with right, the template, template of Miller, Miller had left, no, I agree so. with that. Yeah, well, I, th- I think that was, you know, we hear it from from Bendis probably, you know, a oh, hundred yeah. times, and he's even said it on on the Bendis tapes is that it's he so had easy, to yeah. stop himself from writing love letters to Frank Miller right. every issue of that. Yeah. And also, I would say that Miller's <laughs> Dark Knight and and a lot of you know certainly Sin City, everything that Miller really, a lot of things that Miller has done since, not everything. But a lot of things stem from that Daredevil run, and sure. certainly, oh, yeah. and certainly, Dark Knight was the first, you know, significant one of him going to DC and let me do, you know, with Batman what mm-hmm. I did with Daredevil, and boom, you right. know, yep, so, yep, yep. Um, right. yeah. But I mean, also, I, I don't want to disagree, but I, I would say that while I think a lot of ideas that Carrie Bates did were, were, you know, carried on by Wade and Johnson stuff. I do think you have to go back to really John. I mean, it really was always with the character. Like the rogues did come from John Broom and John Carmine Broom Infantino. Had and this sort of brought the science part to it. Well, and even the rogues, in, yeah, and and the rogues too. The thing that Carrie Bates brought was really the family, the family, the tone, like the way the Flash relates to the world overall. You know, and the like, generations of Flashes yeah. working together. I agree with that. Yeah. No, I agree. I think especially like the three generations of Wally, Jay, and Barry. That always carried Bates. I yeah. agree with that, and a lot of and a lot of what you said too about the Flashcast for the Flashcast. Flash yeah, <laughs> we, we got to stop them, or they're just going to keep talking about the Flash the all night long. Flash is good. <coughs> all right, I'll next like, no one. sip. <laughs> no, no, oh yes, and Terry Moore on Strangers in Paradise, amazing series. Wait, but we serious? can't talk about that one. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be on another episode. That's right. Um, uh, next one uh, from Stephanie Mangold, our uh, uh, good friend. Oh. Uh, hey, Supergirl. I got a bet with her. Do you really? Interesting. She bet me uh, that she picked out like four manga books. Uh huh. Or manga. And uh, she said, you know, she challenges anyone to, uh, to not like them. Not like them. Not like well, at least one of them. One out of the four. And one of them I already Don't read. Like. Well, Monster. Uh-huh. I didn't particularly care for. So I got three to go that was I got to see. Was Battle Royale one of them? No, it was like. Sexy lips. I don't know stuff I never heard. Ooh, of sexy, sexy lips. I don't know. Or sexy like voice that. or something tentacle like that. Fuckers. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> uh, maybe. Is, is this month's tentacle fuckers <laughs> in yet? There it is. <laughs> All right, I'll wait. And uh, uh, I don't know what else it was, but she's gonna. Right. So and if I if I don't and I'll be completely honest, I won't. If I like it, I'll I'll say so. But uh, I think she's she's gonna give me twenty five bucks. <laughs> I don't know something. I don't. Know, I don't know like charity or I don't know what we're gonna nice. do. Okay. So uh, maybe I'll, I'll send it to to uh, Leah Hernandez. That's what I'll do. She said that uh, Grant Morrison's run on New X Men. Okay, so the ending was a little wonky Not to some little, fans, but come on. Did Says, we already talk about this run? We have the best writing of Emma Frost ever. Period. End of sentence. The description of uh, or the, the uh, description decapitation of Magneto. 
the mental the affair between Scott and Emma and the death of Jean Grey again, not to mention the whole Cassandra Nova story arc, the death of millions of mutants, and Jean actually asking Logan if his eyes had grown back yet. So well, I'll, the only argument you'll get out of me, while I do think that you know he really did redefine Emma Frost, but only as a hero as opposed to a villain, I mean... When she was in the Hellfire Club and those, you know, burn issues, that's, you know, the White Queen. And, I mean, that's a, a great Emma Frost. I mean, oh, that's, you know. But, absolutely. So, but I won't disagree that it, that the new X-Men run by Morrison is fantastic. Yeah. I mean, so you've already agreed. Yes, yeah. and read Hey Supergirl at uh, SilverbulletComics.com. And I'm going to win that bet, girl. All right. Um, we I'll have, read it. I'll uh, read Okay. Oh. Yeah, I, I think that's where we start L. just kind of listing stuff. Oh, L. Dave had uh, Warren Ellis in the Authority. <laughs> Uh, Peter, Peter David on Captain Marvel, and I also throw in Peter David on the Hulk. You can't oh, just course. throw him in on the Hulk. Yeah, that's he your, is the Hulk. Yeah. Was and for I think that was twelve long, years. And and I was going to say, I think that obviously that was longer than uh, Bendis and uh, Bagley. I mean, obviously a different artist. Through well, he, and he had, he, it was broken up too. There was a oh, couple yeah, of there were, yeah, he was periods where periods where yeah, he was on. It was, I mean, it was yeah. like twelve years though. Oh yeah, I mean it was. Uh, oh, they, it took them Paul Jenkins and Bruce Jones to get the Peter David out of everyone's mouths, if you'll pardon mm-hmm. the expression. I Ew. got a little Peter David in my mouth. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's salty. Oh lord. Uh, he also says Jeff Johns on, and I always want to say Joff Johns. Jeff Johns. Jeff, John. Jeff, John. uh, Jeff Johns on the JSA. No question. Yeah, that's yep. a great, great stuff. Run. I love. Yeah, I love I'd John's say since Roy JSA. Thomas, the uh, best guy on uh, the JSA. Redefining it made it palatable for me as a reader. Yeah. So. The worst thing is I've been staring at them all night, and I'm going to walk out of here with a couple of trades. I know that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. As, as we as we sell, we, yeah. we record right by the trade wall in the shop, and so basically I'm look at I, I wonder my Sandman and mystery theater fascination. It's because I, I stare at it every at week, and I think I'm three issues away from having a complete. Jeff yeah. John's JSA run. That's well, impressive. Really? I think yeah. I have all of them somewhere too. I enjoy yeah. it. I, oh, it's I. Yeah. Have you seen that com- that uh, cover for December? We talked about yeah. it, didn't we? The the, the Alex Ross cover all around J- the table. JSA. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. It just yeah. looks great. Now looking forward to it. All right, next one. Uh, next one. Yeah, it's John Sogol. I think Joe Kelly's run on Deadpool was criminally underrated. I would say that that was one of uh, Joe Kelly's best runs. Period. I mean, and I think he's a fine Superman writer. I have to bow out of this one. Yeah, I don't know. I never read. Deadpool. I like. You know, what's weird is even when I wasn't reading a lot of comics, I still, for some reason, picked up Deadpool when I mean, like Gail Simone was writing. She was it too. excellent on it. That as book well. was actually funny. It was really weird and like. Kooky and yeah, no, that's that's where you're different from everything else. That's where you first saw Gail's humor. Absolutely, yeah. Gail's one of my favorite writers she's in great. comics today. She's she's, she's just, good. She's she is. Good. No, she's excellent. She's good. Sorry, Joe Kelly. We turned this into a Gail, Gail Simone. Simone. <laughs> oh, you know, we didn't talk about Warren Ellis on the Authority. I mean, I guess. Oh yeah. Uh, oh yeah. But um, as, we've seen a lot of bad Authority. Yes, we, yeah. have. <laughs> yes, we have. I don't know. I love most of it, though. I I don't loved know. everyone that's been on the Authority. Um, it's okay if you have. Miller, I'm just Brubaker, yeah. Robbie Pretty Morrison. much. I mean, my... Yeah, I, I actually... Well... The thing is, what I think the big difference between when Ellis was writing it when other people <laughs> were writing it is... Like, the biggest example to me is the relationship between Midnighter and Apollo. Sure. Where uh-huh. when Ellis was writing it, it was still an interesting relationship. But as soon as Ellis stops writing it, all of a sudden, 
every writer after that feels it necessary to just talk about that to they're just gay. be like they're gay right. when you right. knew they were gay when Ellis wrote <laughs> well, it. You know, true. like yeah, you don't yeah. need. It's to, true. Yeah. You don't it's need right. to you know to do. It. Right. That was like one of the big weaknesses I thought. Just like, I, I, all right, I need a gay up. scene. I looked. I looked at it sort of like. I, because I liked the character so much, it was just a different book whenever yeah. somebody else took it on. It was still the same characters, it's just a different kind of book, and I enjoyed it for... I, j- yeah. I enjoyed the individual runs for what they were. Yeah. Um, so, I... I, mean, I, I can see that. I, I, from, from my taste, when, like, he stopped, I, I lost interest really quick, I guess. Like, I don't know what it was. It was, like, at the time when I started reading it. You didn't like, um... Uh, uh, who else? Uh... Millar? 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 Yeah, Millar did oh, a great run on I thought that. he did a great run on I love his right, run. For once and for all, you just interviewed the man. How do you say well, he Well, you know, it's it's our American, you know, need to make something more exotic than it actually is. Millar. It's Miller. It is Miller. It's Miller. But I it's, mean, it's, it's Miller. I think it's, it's Miller. Yeah, it's, it's Miller. It's Millar uh, to us, but it's Miller. Yeah, it's Miller. Miller. Yeah. Well, Miller. It's, just, it's just a guttural Miller. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Miller. that's all it is. It's Miller. And in fact... He M-dog. likes it, and of course he's always like, "Ooh, Mark Millar, you know, makes me Mark sound so Mark exotic." <laughs> but I guess the Europeans keep him honest, and it's like, "Yeah, fuck you, you're Miller." Miller. <laughs> so, Mark but you know, it's like M-M-M. Smith Smythe. I say it both ways just to keep everybody right. excellent and pissed. Next one is Weak Rocker. Jim Aparo's work on Batman helped define the character during the late '80s, early '90s. He killed Jason Todd and helped introduce Tim Drake. I, I would point out and and spread that over another decade, and that's the yeah. '70s because. I think, uh, right. you know, he was, when, when Neil Adams wasn't drawing Batman, he was, Jim yeah. Aparo was. And also, a lot of that definition that you're giving <laughs> to Aparo as far as looks, I, especially during the late 80s and early 90s, I think you have to give to Chuck Dixon in terms of writing. And it's important to acknowledge Chuck Dixon's influence yeah. on the Batman universe and everything that he created. There wouldn't be a Birds of Prey I without Chuck Dixon. How bad of a fan am I? I had you no know? idea that Jim Starlin had written that. Oh yeah, Death in the Family. Absolutely. I think one of the things about, about Aparo is You're not bad. That You're just he almost, stupid. He <laughs> almost <laughs> approaches <laughs> that same thing we were talking about where his Batman is kind of the Batman that when people Def- think of it, right, the defining that, image. That is what Batman. You bet. Is, you know, well, and like and and like uh, we Rocker says it. You know, I'm sure he's thinking of like Batman and the Outsiders, which yeah. was such a significant Batman, you know, yeah. role and everything. And yeah, that was just vintage what Aparo like. doing doing great stuff. But yeah, I mean, even those. Uh, those brave and bolds when Neil Adams stopped doing it, Aparo was the guy who took over. And man, you go look at and you're, I know you're an early seventies fan, yeah. so like if you look at those old like Batman and Wildcats, that's all Aparo. Yeah, that's I mean, all Aparo, and he's <laughs> he is just brilliant. Yeah. And they all just give it up. For what are you laughing at? Laughing I, I, I've got yeah, I've got the, I've got the here. I'll I'll let uh, I'll let John read it. Uh, a, a quote on the back of uh, Batman: Death in the Family from uh, from the great Danny O'Neill. Uh-huh. It would be a real sleazy stunt to bring him back. <laughs> <laughs> what year wow. was this? Because uh, this looks like it was the uh, if it wasn't the original trade, it's damn close. That 88. is hilarious. Yeah. That is the original, the original trade. That's Did you hear that, funny. John? Winner? Yeah, actually, look at the price, man. Boy, remember when comics uh, were a nickel? Uh-huh. Four ninety-five for, for the a trade. trade. I'm buying yeah. it. I'm buying it in my Four ninety-five. Why? I got the original ones at home. You want them? I got them polybagged and no. I'll, I'll, I'll <laughs> I'll I got like nine of them. You, you know, got real sleazy No, you know, well, and, the, and really, Starlin has <laughs> talked about this before. The shitty thing is, you know, they they let the nine hundred number dictate that Jason Todd would die. He wrote the story, 
And they all got shit for killing Robin because, again, that's the image. It's not, no, Dick Grayson is fine. This is another Robin. Well, you had you so many people come Robin. in and didn't have any right. idea. That and, and, you know, yeah, O'Neill used to get a cost for it. And Starlin ended up losing the job because there was so much hatred about killing Robin. And it's like, it's hey. Fit you voted for it. Right. And, yeah, also, and, it was, and it was kind of an editorial idea to do it. And I love yeah. Denny. Well, I the general population, it's like you killed Burt Ward. Yeah, yeah. Well, you killed Robin. Just, right. Yeah. Period. Robin. Robin. Yeah. Exactly. It doesn't matter who's winning. I the killed mask. Burt Ward for right. you. Speaking of Denny O'Neill, what about uh, O'Neill and uh, and Collins on, uh, on the question? Uh, no. Well, I was, yeah. The oh. question's great, but uh, <laughs> Green good. Green Arrow or uh, Green Arrow Green Lantern. You know that wasn't that long of a run. No, it but it was it was a very significant run. Sure, that's, but it wasn't, it wasn't that know, long. It was only about a year. Well, they don't have to be long to be great. Well, yeah. Shut up. That's what my mom says. Well, here you go. So I want you to read this next one, and this is this is where we really start to kind of listen. This is. Um, G. This is G. Mateus. G. Mattius. G. I don't know. G. M. A. G. Mattis is how G. Mattis. You it. It's like day mad. All right. He he actually broke them down. He must have talked to Chris before any of us did because he yeah, broke them he down. Yeah, he got it. He understood where I, I was guess coming so. from. Uh, books that creators didn't create. You complete me, G. <clears throat> Mateus. Miller, Miller Jansen run on Daredevil. We uh, talked about great. that. Excellent. We didn't mention Jansen though. He's a yeah person. yeah. We should certainly uh, mention him. Claremont's run on Uncanny. Sure. Yep. Uh, Wade Garney on Captain America, first run 444 to 454. Ten so great issues that were interrupted great, yeah. by Heroes uh, Go Away or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> Heroes, Heroes Go Away. <laughs> Heroes Go Home. This go Away. Go away. Yeah, yeah, good um, idea, but I'm, uh, I'm taking over. Money-grubbing stunts that summer. Uh, Simons, yeah. Simonson on Thor. Yes, yes, yes That's sir. That's great. That's yes, still sir. to me well, the best. Brilliant. Defining. Yeah. Defining uh, run. Well, I, no, I, again, I'd say Kirby was your defining no, run, but I think uh, uh, I didn't grow up with it, though. I didn't grow up with Kirby's, though. Yeah. I grew up with Simonson's Thor. For, you know. for my, pretty much my entire life, it's Walt Simonson's Thor. Is, it, it is was Thor brilliant. to me. It was I, brilliant. Can I tell you a secret? Sure. I hated Frogs. Jack Kirby when I was a kid. I couldn't stand his artwork. I didn't like it. You I, are who will teach the bitch. children? I'm but kidding. I grew to appreciate it. Yeah, no kidding. I mean, no, it's his mic. Jack Kirby. <laughs> I know. Well, we all say that, but as a 10-year-old well, kid, I'm looking at it and going... Do you like it? Too scary? Oh, I like it now. Right. But sure. but as a kid, I didn't care for it. Yeah. I don't know why. I just didn't oh, I like it. It I, was wonky. No, I understand. I mean, when I was a real little kid, but it's. I think everyone was like that. DC was safe. Well, I think that's yeah. DC that, was yeah. safe. Marvel was messy, and then when you were like twelve, right. and your life you was started to get, get messy. Yeah, in adolescence, yeah. you appreciated the mess. Uh, uh, Perez Wolfman on Titans. We talked about that. Wolfman <laughs> colon on Tomb of Dracula. Yes. Yes. Historic. Yes. Ooh. Historic. Good stuff. G colon G colon <laughs> at his at his artistic best, and I, mean, I love his Daredevil, but. He went other places in uh, in Tomb of Dracula. Oh. Robinson on Starman, mm-hmm. and then uh, uh, Sam but he did create that. Story. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah books that they did create: Sim on Service, of sure. course. Sakai on Usagi, Ujimbo. We said that. Larson on Savage Dragon, mm-hmm. a much longer run, by the way, than uh, it should have been than Bagley and and uh, uh, yeah. Hey, it's what 128 or something. Now? I don't know. Content to write the dragon till the day he dies. I got enough of it after I think the first. 25. Yeah. <laughs> Something like that. Um, more on That's Stranger his book. That's we got his book, and he's been yep. on it forever. Let's see. Where are some here that we haven't... Do you think that he has to like keep pitching that book to himself? So, Eric, do you think, Eric, we do should... you think it's a good book? Keep no, I don't think he does. Because I just he wish writes he writes it whenever he feels like yeah. it. He right. writes yeah. whenever he feels like it. He's not on a monthly okay. schedule anymore. We're getting we're getting down to the end of the list. Do we want to just look for ones that we haven't talked about? Um, John Byrne on Fantastic uh, Four. Pop, Pop Ninja. I completely agree with Sam Cerebus and you see. You, I, I guess not. We haven't mentioned Alan Moore on the uh, Swamp Thing. Uh, he said uh, Eisner in, on Invisibles. Uh, Alan Moore Swamp Thing. That's what I want to talk about. Um, it, well, redefining. Not well, defining, think, but redefining. Yeah. Redefining. And I think that's really kind of what 
broke Vertigo. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah there wouldn't be a Vertigo, Vertigo if it wasn't yeah. for Alan Moore's Swamp Thing. thing. Yeah. And I think for that, it created so... the, the Well, that opened the door friggin' for so brilliant. Many I mean, yeah. you know, it's well, amazing Well, the cool stuff. thing was, Rick Veach took over <coughs> and was really carrying on yeah. the same vibe, and, and mm-hmm. it was still... And I'm glad that DC is finally trading that end of the run because... It was great. It was it was still really really interesting and good stuff. So yeah. All right. Well, I'll tell you. Why don't you start with Paper Cut and just run it right into Equinox? And I think well, they. You, you didn't say mention Greg Rucka on Wonder Woman from J. Ren. Um, is that a great run? I think. Well, I think it was. An, I think it was a distinct run. I don't know. I, and actually, what I'd say is Greg Ruck, I'd say Greg Rucka's Batman has been a very interesting run, and it's <clears> been spread <throat> over a lot of different books. Yeah. But I think just his his touching the character, I think, has been very yeah. significant sure. in the post Dixon world. Post Dixon. Sorry about that. All right. I wouldn't. All right. Missed the names. Uh, I'm not going to argue. Yeah. Go ahead. Start with the South. Uh, John Byrne on Fantastic Four, of course. Yep. Can't sure. uh, you know. No matter what he says, it's the second best Fantastic Four, four run ever. Uh, Claremont on Burn on Uncanny X-Men, of course. Peter David on Incredible Hulk. Mm-hmm. We've, we've touched on that. Uh, Ellison Cassidy on Planetary. Well, it's their own characters. Yeah, it's their I own think, characters. It's I a think, great... I think it's great. Brilliant. But it's, it's brilliant. Read it if you have 25 it. issues over 12 years or whatever it's been. Yeah, but it's, it's still brilliant, though. No question. I, I think it's Love gonna, the book. Yeah, it's going to be there with Preacher and Sandman as a, as a very like classic. Yeah. Non-DC, yeah, because the DC first DC issue thing. will be a classic by the time the last one's ever exactly. out. <laughs> It'll be an antique. Um, oh, Walt Simonson on Thor, Wolfman and Perez, Teen Titans, we, we've talked about. Uh, O'Neill and Adams, Green Lantern, Green Arrow, we talked about that. Uh, Azzarello and Russo on 100 Bullets. Once again, great classic. self-contained, finite series, but it's going to be a classic, sure, I think. Sure, we'll end at 100. And I, 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 I think that... that Will it be a classic will, though? Because yeah. and I only say that yeah. uh, I think not the quality of the book in any way, but the <coughs> um, uh, I, the durability. No, the how many people actually know of it or read it or I how think, popular the book much is. Much like Sandman and, and uh, Preacher and things like it'll that, grow, it'll have a nice long. It'll have a nice long. Yeah, I think it'll have a trades The trades do great, and the trades do great internationally. Okay. I mean, yeah, Az- Azarello is all know, right. Huh? Roger, uh, Roger Stern on the flat, uh, the Avengers. Mm, oh, absolutely. Sure, Roger Stern always underrated in terms of how many great. You runs see what he's, he's writing now? I, yes. It's uh, uh, Dark Man. Dark Man versus, versus Ash. Uh, uh, Army of Darkness. Yeah. Army of Darkness. Yeah. 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 And uh, with Kurt Busiek. Right. Uh, well, they worked together on Avengers. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, Martz on Green Lantern. Ron Mars, yeah, the Kyle Ra- yeah, Mars, Kyle, yeah, Mars. Kyle Rayner Mars. Is, is Ron Mars's character, yeah. and and no one did it better. So we have him. Winnick did a good job, but not as good as Mars. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Benless Bagley, Ultimate Spider-Man, of course. That's what kind of propped at the top. Obviously, Anderson Dillon on Preacher, Neil Gaiman on Sandman. We haven't talked about Preacher. I know it breaks the rule, but I mean, you know, to me, Preacher is like one of the best. I think 100 Bullets will be held in kind of yeah. the same esteem as Preacher Exactly. Has. I think so, too. Yeah. It's going to be that kind of yeah, epic run. Yeah, you're, you're probably right, yeah. That it, it will grow. It's, its in, popularity will grow as the, long, the longer from well, it we like are. Like and Preacher like did. Preacher, rather, it's impenetrable to try and jump on now. Right. With, with 25 issues to go. But, you know, by Once all means, done. start with Volume 1, and you've Get got the nine, you've got nine the trades The absolute edition when they put it out. God, yeah, that's it's going to end up being... You know, at least fourteen or fifteen trades. trades yeah. yeah, it's, it's great a, stuff. It's a, it's, a, it's a short box. I pick fourteen. <laughs> um, yeah. Preacher, to, but Preacher to me is like one of the best 
runs for two guys that just I, I don't know that that book was just so good. Did and you read hundred bullets. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. yeah. No, no. I'm not I comparing mean, it. I'm just talking about well, preacher I, I, I itself. Think, I'm not, I'm not comparing was, it anyway. I think that was Anna's no. I, I love hundred bullets. Okay. I'm not saying yeah. anything about hundred bullets. Bad. No, preacher's, believe me. Preacher's amazing. Preacher's preacher's a classic yeah. southwestern crazy crazy tale. You know, I wanted when when they announced it. Ennis was going to be on but Ghost Rider. But to me, it's just the, those guys. Kind of preacherized yeah, Ghost Rider. Yeah, I was. And he didn't. No, he didn't. Um, but, <laughs> you know, another thing. Um, uh, Hellblazer. There's been a lot of good runs on Hellblazer. Oh, absolutely. I mean, from Jenkins to Azzarello Jamie to Delano Anus, and, Delano. Oh, yeah. And, and uh, I mean, that that book for Mike it's 230 issues now. Is it really? Tim Bradstreet and I always talk because we were in college together. And when when Moore created uh, Constantine and Swamp Thing. And it was so funny when I saw him for the first time since college in like 2000 or 2001, and he was signing a, a Hellblazer cover. And he's like, John, you remember this? He's like, shit, we, we grew up like reading this character. And I always <laughs> said, like, one day I'll actually be able to work on this character. And I said, yeah, man. And he goes, and now I've been doing it for years. He goes, I love it. And wow. it's so cool. I mean, it was just, yeah, there's, there's a fan who really did get to work on really like one of the characters that really like captured his imagination. And you know, I think Tim was up to the task. His, oh, absolutely! His yeah. his covers for Hellblazer were always just brilliant. <laughs> just like his covers for Punisher are. Pretty much everything. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah Tim's, all of them. Uh, anything that Brad's. Um, uh, Equinox. That, that was basically uh, paper cut, and then Equinox. It's Mark Wade, yeah, uh, Legion of Superheroes. We talked about that. I think are interesting. Or he mentions uh, Demanis and Giffen on Justice League, mm-hmm. um, Davis and Claremont on Excalibur, <laughs> Davis, Moore, Delano, and Captain, Captain Britain. Britain, which I think is very interesting. Um, Michaline and uh, Romita Jr. late on Iron Man. <coughs> yeah, that's the one, late especially. I mean, Layton his. Michaline oh, was, that yeah. was fantastic yep. stuff. I oh, loved that run. Character defining run? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, uh, Demanis and um, Giffen on Justice League is another one of those books that I think is so different. It was so different at the time, and it's still so different even just compared to stuff now that it's amazing to think that yeah, that was, was out. It was know, definitely genre-busting at the time. Yeah. It's really sad what they're doing to all those characters right now in the DC Universe, though. Well, they were around before that, too. Yeah, true. Yeah, and, and nobody really did much with them for, <coughs> for a long time afterwards. And I also think that the joke literally wore thin... And that's why I'm glad they had those ten years off to come back yeah. and do such a great thing in the miniseries and also with the Defenders and now in Hero Squared for both. Yeah, I mean, people love Ted Cord, but no one wants to buy a Blue Beetle. Ted Cord book. <laughs> well, I tell Is you anybody what, buying the new Blue Beetle book? <laughs> he better watch out. What's up? Uh, what's up? Uh, <laughs> 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 He's going to get a bullet in the brain. <laughs> We've, uh, I think we have, we have stretched this one out pretty good uh we could go on and on obviously if we're talking about you know <coughs> comic history Happen but uh let, let's wrap things up and each one of you give me your favorite run in comics uh we'll start with uh, uh tiger simon actually right now i, I think my favorite run's got to be robinson on starman I mean, okay. that that I didn't read it in the comics. I read it in the trades, and I just thought from beginning to end it was like the perfect story. I mean, it had a beginning and a middle and an end, and it even had a denouement. I mean, we had the end, and then we had the the long farewell. It was a fantastic book, and it was really great for me because of the interaction between the father and the son. It was a very realistic relationship between those two characters. Fantastic, Tom. I'm gonna pick Jeff Johns, and you've already heard me on various podcasts say why I like Jeff. On Johns. on what book? The Flash. Oh, okay. I know everything. <laughs> oh, hey, I've got a present for Tom. What? 
What is it? What is uh, it's it? a gun. He's going to shoot me. Ah, oh, it's oh, a flash toy. Oh, how cute is that? Born to run. <laughs> Not very fast. Born to run. Yeah, <laughs> a broken flash toy, apparently. Look at him go. All right, thank you, Chris. It's um, it's a life-size flash. Blow up doll. All right, Sal. Oh God, I don't. It's so hard. I mean, my default is probably you know, Claremont Burn on X Men. I yep. mean, I don't. You and me both, brother. Uh, but uh, there's some Spider Man stuff in there that I'd have to. Well, you put can't. In there. You have pictures. Yeah. yeah. Well, I know, but it's like so kind of cliche to pick that one, but. Hey, it, it defined comics for me, and if for no other reason I can pick that that burn Claremont on X Men, it's it, it's comfort food for me. Whenever I want to go back and just read good old comics, I can always go back and. and no, and you know those. what? I'm going to change mine because honestly, the one I'm, I'm sorry. sorry. No, I know. I know. No, uh, um, Miller's Daredevil. I was going to say me. you're, you're yeah, gonna that's 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 got to be for me because that's the one character to this day that. From then till now, I've I've never lost interest in. There you go, John. Um, I am gonna say Denny O'Neill, but not for the obvious like Batman and Green Lantern. I will say Denny O'Neill and Dennis Cowan on the question. I think redefine the character. It was a Ditko character. He took it a different way, a very different way. If you know the politics of Steve Ditko, and that was a Charlton and, character, right? That's right. Yeah, yeah he yeah. created for Charlton and uh, for Dick Giordano specifically. Right, right. And uh, he was. It was great. It was. <laughs> I Tom love how Simon is like the cop of the show. Uh, let's not play with the toys, boys. We are broadcasting. I'm so amazed. He's so unraveled. He's like, go, Flash, go. Is it Barry, Wally, or Bart? Uh, it's, it's Wally. That's Wally. That's, Wally. Okay. That's very interesting. That's it's, from the, it's Waringo Wally. Wow. I thought it was uh, JLA, the cartoon Wally, is what it looked like to me. Uh, <laughs> okay. yeah, it like but it, it took... It, t- it took Rucka bringing Danny O'Neill's question back in 52 to remind everyone how great of a run it is. And in fact, O'Neill is going to have a novelization of his first few issues of the question. And I want to say it's called, now, I've, now I'm forgetting the title. Cause when, when I t- no. yeah, it's, it's called Ass Reaming. <laughs> and uh, do you have Tentacle Fucker and Ass Reaming? I'll wait. Uh, uh, is that stuff traded? The question stuff? No, it isn't. It isn't but no. but there's there's going to be this paperback novel that's coming out in November that O'Neill wrote that basically is the what story. yeah the story of what he did with Vic Sage, awesome. and how and how he changed uh, how he changed the question and how Rucka continues to honor it like I said in the pages of fifty two. Well, we'll have to talk about Greg. With, we will uh, talk. Yeah, next week. Did you? I haven't it? announced it. Oh, we'll announce it. Oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry to spoil you. All right, your guys. No, we haven't Ejaculation. anything. <gasps> uh, all right, guys. Uh, really rumors. fun topic. I think this is totally one that we can come back. Maybe we <clears> will <throat> come back and talk about great uh, finite series. Creator-owned series. Great creator-owned All right, guys. Um, thanks a lot. Thanks for everyone on the sure. forum. Uh, great posting this week. Uh, let's move over to the news desk. It is time for Wire to Wire Comic News. <laughs> These are your top headlines for the week of September 11th, 2006. The Civil War Choosing Sides One-Shot features five stories that shine a spotlight on wild cards and impact players whose part in the Civil War has yet to be told, including a daredevil Iron Fist, U.S. Agent, the irredeemable Ant-Man, Venom, and even Howard the Duck. 
The five stories in the one shot are written by Michael Avon Oming, Matt Fraction, Robert Kirkman, Ty Templeton, and Mark Guggenheim, and penciled by Wynel Yu, David Aja, Phil Hester, Scott Collins, and Ty Templeton. Civil War Choosing Sides One Shot is on sale October 25th. Oni Press, writer Anthony Johnston, artist Chris Mitten, and cover artist Ben Templesmith are all elated by the reaction to their new post-apocalyptic adventure series, Wasteland, and excited about the continued development of the book and the growing fan community. Astute readers may notice that despite Wasteland's ongoing nature, that there was no new issue offered for this coming November. But fans shouldn't fret because this is a planned skip month and the series will be back in December with issue number 5. For more information on Wasteland, visit www.thebigwet.com and for more information on other Oni Press comics and graphic novels, visit www.onipress.com. Ed Brubaker won the 2006 Harvey Award for Best Writer for his work on Captain America as Marvel Comics dominated the Harvey Awards for the first time. Marvel won five Harveys altogether, the publisher's highest total ever. Marvel took home four in 1994. They included some very key awards such as Best New Series with Young Avengers, Best Continuing Series with The Runaways, Best New Talent. Roberto Aguirre Sacosa shared the award with R. Kikua Johnson and Best Colorist Laura Martin for her work on Astonishing X-Men. DC Comics artists and writers landed four awards including Best Artist with J.H. Williams III for Wild Storm's Promethea, Best Cover Artist James Jean for Fables, Best Anthology Solo, and Best Special Award for Humor in Comics Kyle Baker for Plastic Man. For a list of more Harvey Award winners, check out the full story at www.aroundcomics.com Runaways fans have been in a panic since Brian K. Vaughn announced last week that he and artist Adrian Alfana would be leaving the title they started after issue number 24. But great news has arrived as Vaughn has helped handpick his successor, the superior writer behind the best-selling Astonishing X-Men, Joss Whedon. Joss has long been a fan of the series, started by Brian K. Vaughn and Adrian Alfana. He even wrote a piece of fan mail which has since been collected in the Runaways Volume 1 hardcover, where he implored Marvel to continue the series when he learned that the series was going to end at issue 18. Runaways soon returned with a second volume, and the title has continued to be a favorite of fans and critics to this day. Joss Whedon's first issue will be Runaways number 25 when he is joined by new regular artist Michael Ryan. Here's a few announcements from Marvel made at the recent Baltimore Con. Spider-Man, back in black. Spider-Man will be back in black in February. The black costume makes a return, but is it the symbiote? Or is it just a black costume? CBR.com has a great interview with Axel Alonso with all of your answers. Thor will return in a new ongoing series written by J. Michael Straczynski. Alan Davis, one of comic book industry's most well-respected and sought-after creators and longtime fan favorite, has renewed his exclusive agreement with Marvel. 
a number of spin-off series will follow in the wake of the cosmic event Annihilation. Nova will get a new ongoing by Dan Abnett and Andy Landing, while Quasar gets a five-issue limited series. There will be two Heralds of Galactus one-shots, one focusing on Firelord and Terax, and the other on Silver Surfer and Stardust, and Super Scroll Armada. Following the conclusion of Planet Hulk, World War Hulk breaks out with Greg Pak continuing to write Big Mean Green's Adventures with art by John Romita Jr. More on this story later. Marvel and Dabble Brothers have signed a publishing agreement. This October, Marvel will release collected editions of Red Prophet and Magician Apprentice, collecting the sold-out first two issues of each. Both books will be available on October 11th. In late October, Anita Blake, a vampire hunter in Guilty Pleasures number 1, will see a release. This miniseries is based on the popular series of novels by Laurel K. Hamilton. Loners is a six-issue miniseries spinning out of Runaways, with C.B. Sabolsky writing and Carol Moline handling the art. More omnibus editions including one for the Frank Miller run on Daredevil, as well as a massive volume of early Spider-Man stories. The Amazing Spider-Man omnibus will feature Amazing Fantasy number 15, Amazing Spider-Man numbers 1 through 38, Amazing Spider-Man annuals 1 and 2, plus stories from Fantastic Four annual number 1, Strange Tales annual number 2, and the covers to Marvel Tales annual 1 and 2, and Marvel Tales number 3 through 28. DC announced an assortment of new collections coming out in 2007, including a two-volume showcase collection of Who's Who from the late 80s and a four-volume color hardcover project entitled The New Gods Omnibus, which will collect Jack Kirby's entire Fourth World saga. The New Gods Omnibus should be, the editor feels, the definitive collection of Jack Kirby's Fourth World saga from start to finish. The Omnibus will include the full run of The New Gods and The Hunger Dogs, but will also also include, as Brewer said, assorted other issues which contain pieces of the larger whole. In other news, revealed at DC's retailer presentation, Alan Moore and Kevin O'Neill's The League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, The Black Dossier graphic novel, which was solicited for an October release, has been delayed indefinitely. According to DC, a new in-store date will be announced as soon as possible. As a result of the delay, the book will be made returnable for retailers at a later date. Straight out of the Civil War, Jonah Hex, number 13, presents part one of a horrifying three-part tale never seen before, the weird western origin of Jonah Hex himself. The arc features the amazing artwork of a European comic book legend, Jordi Bernay, along with a thrilling story from series writers Justin Gray and Jimmy Palmiotti. Writers Gray and Palmiotti have brought Jonah Hex back with all the fury, dirt, and blood that made him one of the most popular characters DC Comics has ever seen. Don't miss this exciting untold origin story of the old-time West's most notorious hero. The untold origin of Jonah Hex is available November 1st. Last 
last week, Marvel announced that John Romita Jr. will be returning to the pages of the Green Goliath in next year's summer blockbuster, World War Hulk. Having not drawn the Hulk since 2002, Romita has kept busy. He's currently finishing up The Eternals with writer Neil Gaiman. The double-sized finale is scheduled to be in stores in November, and he has a few pages left before he completes the Stanley written Fantastic Four The End. So with all these irons in the fire, what possessed a John Romita Jr. to come back to the Hulk? I didn't ask Joe or Dan Buckley for this particular assignment, Romita said. We all sat down to discuss post-Eternals work, and they, as I seem to remember, thought this idea up on the spot. Not the creative idea, but the idea of me doing it. I remember their faces. They just grinned and said, hey, how about this? And at that point, I grinned myself, loving the last time I worked on the Hulk, and agreed. However, I do recall asking, no, begging for a return to a Spider-Man title. World War Hulk will smash into comic stores next year. These have been your top headlines. For the full version of these and other stories, go to www.aroundcomics.com, your source for the best in comics news, reviews, and opinions. Those are your top headlines for the week. We'll start at the top here. Uh, the Civil War, Choosing Sides, One Shot. Uh, looks like some great talent is going to be on this one. Some interesting characters. Uh, you got Omi and Fraction. Isn't it one shot? Isn't is it, it multiple? Uh, it, it is a one shot with five stories. It sounds oh, like a Marvel version of Countdown or uh, Brave New World. Yes. Okay. Yeah, exactly. But, I mean, look at the names on this. Omi and Fraction, Kirkman... Uh, Ty Templeton, Mark Guggenheim, who I'm, I'm really liking his stuff. Or the and Duck, Venom. <laughs> I'm just happy that Oming is getting so many more opportunities to, writing, write main, yeah, yeah, yeah. to write mainstream Marvel because I only think he's getting better as a writer, and I think he's I think he's up to the task. I'm glad they're finally letting him do it. So I mean, definitely uh, uh, one I'm going to pick up. I'm I, I'm picking up all the Civil War stuff, so that's a given for me. But I think it's going to visit some some characters that uh, people may be interested in that aren't getting a whole lot of screen time in in the war. So should be fun. Uh, next story: Oni Press, uh, their uh, book Wasteland is going to take uh, a month off before they gear back up and go to uh, issues uh, four and five. And I'll actually tell you a little bit more about issue number three later in the show. Hint, hint. Nudge, nudge. Wink. Wink, wink. Uh, you, guys, um, you guys reading Wasteland? Yep. I have the first two issues. I haven't had a chance to sit down with them yet. I bought them here last week, actually, mm-hmm. and I, I hear nothing but good things. I heard uh, Anthony on uh, Fanboy Radio mm-hmm. talking with Scott Hines, and I'm a huge fan of his and always have been. And Scott's? Uh, and and Anthony. <laughs> I just had Scott on my show. I know you did. Well, I'll actually uh, I'll, I'll give you the preview. Uh, Wasteland three is my top of the stack, so we'll talk about that in just a little bit. But Wasteland, yeah, it's, it's a, that's another book out from like the uh, the Ellis 
crew, kind of. Warren Ellis' yeah. guys mm-hmm. from his board, uh, him and, and Been Kieran. Been talking about and, it for 10 years. And, uh, and Matt Fraction and, right, and all those right. guys. You know. And also, I know Rucka really <laughs> loves uh, Anthony Johnson's writing as well. He's the only other writer that's written Queen of Country. Yeah. 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 Declassified uh, Volume 3. Nick Poole story. Yes, fantastic piece Excellent. of uh, of. Right, Norton. Norton. <laughs> uh, Johnson worked with Norton. Hey, here's a good story. Edward Baker won the 2006 Harvey Award for Best Writer. For yes. his work on Captain Yay. America, congratulations, go, Ed. Ed and Marvel won. F- what did they win? Five Harveys. Five Harveys. That's pretty yes. amazing. Five. Uh, now, is are Harveys voted on by fans, or how how is the voting? It, it is, isn't it? I know they're nominated by fans. I don't know, John. I honestly don't okay. know. I don't. I, I don't have okay. an answer for it. Our right. news readers. I thought. Not news. Not <laughs> yeah. news makers. All right. <laughs> so yeah, uh, way to go, Marvel. They five and DC four, and there's some. Eh, the story is great because it does talk about a lot of uh, a lot of titles that uh, that we've mentioned on the show from some uh, smaller publishers. So go check that out. Well, I just the, everything on the Harveys was worth reading. All it was interesting. Did, did Fialkoff win anything? Did he for Elks Run? I know he got nominated for a bunch of things. Uh, I did not see Elks Run as a winner. Okay. The the, the full stories online, and I, there's some stuff from Fanagraphics that won. And okay. Top Shelf one, Tricked one, uh, which was Tricked was awesome. I thought it was interesting that it was the first time Marvel had ever won that many Harvey's, Harvey's yeah, and, and and they had won four before in '94, but five was the most they've ever won. Well, it's been a great year great. for Marvel. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. it really. It, you look at last year, what 2005 was DC's year. Period. They really set. They closed the gap on sales. The all of the buzz was and DC. Then they, Pissed it all away. Well, with no, it, it's, it just Marvel really came back with with guns blazing, and it's great. I love to see them leapfrog each other. I think fifty two is going to uh, be just fine, and I think when the when the tally is done, I think fifty two will be your winner as far as I mean books, and it certainly helps that it comes out four times a month. But I, I mean, it's see, I, I just think I I I just think more and more people are going to. Civil War's got all the buzz. Well, you know, I'm not even talking about Civil War. I'm talking about all the secondary titles. I know Tom likes the the latest. And I've actually, I started to get bored with it a little bit, and then I started to like it more again, and, uh, you know, I'm hoping it'll continue to, you know, just get better. Yeah, they have. The Black Adam stuff has been just fantastic. I I might have to go back and take another look at it. I dropped that after issue 8, because the only thing I was enjoying was the question in Montoya's Yeah, I was in the exact same boat with you until, like Tom said, the last three three or four issues have been really good. Well, Unravel. You know why we're talking about 52 now. All right, guys. Save it for mine. Wink, wink at the end of the show. To confuse all of the people listening, raise your hand if you're really worried about Runaways whenever they announced that Brian K. Vaughn was, was leaving. All right, no, everyone has their, has their... I wasn't worried. I wasn't worried. I knew they were going to put somebody huge on. Yeah, and who'd they put on? Joss Whedon. Yeah, it's boy, a, oh boy, from Buffy to the Runaways. Way to go, Josh. Yeah, you think that book Josh, is going to sell? Josh. <laughs> Josh Whedon could fart on a snare drum and everyone would You've already exactly. used that joke. I know, I know. But he's I'm right. going to use it every week. I'm, right. I'm, I'm going to boycott it because Mike Norton's not drawn it. I'm so. still bummed about I'm that, not too. Gonna, I'm not buying it. Fuck yeah. But I, I'll bet you I'll bet you the sales Screw numbers that, on, on Runaways Screw are actually going to be better now than they were before, yeah. which is wild. It's, Ooh, it's wild. Weird, wild, wild stuff. Wacky. Wacky. I, I, I think, I Do think we know Mike? Is, is Mike Ryan a total newcomer? 
I, I uh, no, he's know. on uh, Excalibur. Yeah, he was on okay. Excalibur. Okay, you know Excalibur. Excalibur. Yeah, I don't, so, you know. He's you know, not a big... You don't read Excalibur. No, exactly. I don't read it. I, if it's got an X in front of it, I don't worry. I don't Does read it. You don't read X-Factor? read X-Factor. I, and I oh. love Peter, and I, and, I, and I like the Madrox miniseries. I just don't give a shit. Read X-Factor. I still don't give a shit. Read X-Factor. He doesn't want to read it. Get off read his it. back. Read it. Come on, John. No, eventually I will, because I do. I love Peter, and I hear it's great. It's awesome. It's awesome. I know, but I know. No, I think this one will be a perfect book for Joss Whedon, because I think it'll. He loves. I don't know this personally, but Young I, children. It, yeah, he no, no. I, 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 I think he. I think he writes. He I think he girls. writes. Te, I think he writes teenage stories got, yeah. very well. You, I mean, that was the magic of Buffy. He's young at heart. He, yeah, I think it'll be can perfect. Just plug in all those same. Well, si- Simon, the ra- you, Buffy. I'm fan sure there's someone that can talk like Xander. Uh, yeah, I'm a bit of a Buffy fan. I'm a big fan of Brian K. Vaughn. I have all the issues of Runaways right now. Mm-hmm. I was myself a bit scared. I was, would have rather them cancel it than put a B-list creator on it, but I'm really glad to hear Joss Whedon's on it. Well, if they put a B-list creator on it, it would have been canceled. Yeah. yeah well, there's... let's see how well it stays on schedule. I hate to be a cynic, but... No, I agree with you there, <laughs> but I'm only getting it in the trades now anyway, there you go. so... Yeah. Uh... Yeah. Which I, I like that's how I've been reading Runaways as well. Okay, um, real, we'll, we'll cruise through all these. These are all the Marvel announcements from Baltimore Con. Uh, Spider-Man, going back to the black costume perhaps? <gasps> Uh, <laughs> is it a symbiote? Wow, I wonder. Uh, oh, is yeah. it just a black costume? It's just not. It's not a coincidence, is it? Nah, movie. It's movie. Straczynski's gonna be going to Thor, and he's leaving Fantastic Four, and is leaving Fantastic well, Four. It's a nice little path that he's created, starting the story in Fantastic Four, and everyone will follow him to Thor. Yeah. yeah. Now I'm curious to see who's gonna pick up Fantastic Four. That's the big question. Well, my guess is. Mark you think Miller. it might be Miller? I think it I'm might be Miller. I'm on a red fantastic. going from, but I don't from think actually. That's just a wild more. guess, but I don't. I don't think. Yeah, it I think be. actually there's going to probably be somebody in between, just the way Mark was kind of laying out his 2007. Yeah, so. yeah. All right, uh, Alan, Alan Davis back with Marvel. Yeah, and he's doing uh, that uh, Fantastic Four: The End. He's writing it and drawing it. Oh, Wait, Stan's not. Uh, it's no, no, that's that's for no. me. To, that's for me to Junior and Stan Lee. They're doing one also called yes. Fantastic right. Four: The I'm confused. I don't know. I don't know why. Because of Marvel and they can't. It's just like. Well, yeah. I think because Stan wanted to do the end, but everybody thought, eh, it probably won't sell very well. So we'll put Alan Davis on a nice. book called The End. Ow, <laughs> Alan Davis is awesome in both, uh, basically everything he does. But honestly, I mean, as much as I love his Marvel work, I love his DC work too. I mean. Has he written? I, I don't. I, I'm, not, I'm just not. I mean, I'm. I've well, always yeah, been but I, mean, I want to go back for to his and, art. Yeah, I was saying him and Mike Barr back in yeah. the day on Detective on Batman was just fantastic. Has he has he written so a lot of stuff? He wrote the nail. The one. Yeah, he wrote the nail. Okay, yeah, okay, those two okay. Elseworlds. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and I and I liked his. I loved his Kill Raven. His kill, and he wrote that Kill Raven miniseries. Yeah, okay. But he's just okay. a gorgeous. He's a gorgeous. Oh, yeah. He's a gorgeous, he's a gorgeous, gorgeous man. man. He's a gorgeous All right, man. Annihilation. You know, Marvel is is really dumping a lot into the cosmic stuff. And Annihilation. We're going to see some spinoff series from Annihilation, uh, Nova, uh, Quasar. Abnett and Lanning you know, are an excellent writing team. Honestly, I, and I feel the same way about Nova that you just kind of emoted their self. I can't. But, uh, you know, well, it just hasn't been, I mean, it was it was a Wolfman character and it was never handled better than when Wolfman was writing it. But I do think Abnett and Lanning are, are excellent. There's They're two guys team. that if they write sci-fi stuff, I'll check it out. It's Wolfman and Starlin. Other than that, pfft, meh. 
No All right. Well, I just think there's too many events out there, and, and Annihilation and Planet Hulk. Has anybody been too. reading Annihilation? The people that I know that do read it enjoy it yeah. and say, and it has been Tom, great. And I, you know, Simon, I picked up the pre the first one. Yeah, I hated it. And it's just kind of like, man, whatever. It. I I don't want to rip on. I mean, it's well, I'm with Sal. I'm not I a mean, big I, space fan. I think so I there are certain yeah, hands on certain cosmic creators in Marvel that make sense and. I just, I mean, I don't give a shit about the See, super a lot scroll. Of the things, I don't care, you know, I right. mean, you know. Yeah, the I've thing with me is, scroll, like, a lot of the cl- sort of cliches in space comics bother me more than the cliches in other comics. Yeah, I can't stand when, like, they use made-up words to in <coughs> regular conversation. Like, so they'll just throw boats. one in. Like, let's go take a look and a ride in my... Z- yeah, oh, you know what I mean? Oh, I kicked know, him in the Zordals. I hate that. I, I just, it's just like, just... <laughs> you don't like that on, like, Farscape when they say Frell instead no, of Funk? No, I hate it. Say, I, yeah, frack I hate instead it. of Fuck and Galactic. It, you know, sometimes it's okay, but it's like, sometimes... Frack it's just, that. They just choose, like, this completely... That. Mother fracker. Frackin' hell. Exactly. I like it, too. I, I don't know. The only one I ever... The only one I ever liked was, like, you know, Lobo could pull that stuff off because it was, you know, goofy Anyway, and he Bastage. was just an idiot. yeah, Bastich. That was about the only thing I could stand because it was close to you know. Yeah, know but, but sometimes it's just like, why bother? You know, it doesn't. Oh, I, you know, I, I wreck was, you. But it's kind of <laughs> like it's like uh, Star Trek: The Classic Three, where it's like you know two two twentieth century references, and then the one from like the you know the twenty eighth century, where it's yeah. like you know the the Magna Carta, the Constitution, the Treaty of Rigel Six. <laughs> you know, and it's like yeah, you know, and it's like oh, okay. <laughs> you know, I just I always love that. But at least yeah. they did it in a way that it sort of made sense. It's like a lot of times you just see these guys that they're you know it's it's like common everyday things like shoes, and they turn it into a different word that does, you know. And it, <laughs> And so I got my garbles. Yeah, exactly. Greatest yeah. playwright, Shakespeare, Neil Simon, Ool of <laughs> Nimbus 12. Exactly. Oh, Ool was excellent, man. <laughs> okay. Um, Marvel and uh, Dable Brothers uh, publishing agreement. Sal, I know that you had talked uh, quite a bit with me this week about how you think this is a really big deal. Um, I did. Yes, did. <laughs> I love that news yeah. earlier huh? this week. We were hanging out. <laughs> you, you know, this is really important, man. Don't put the work down. Table uh, Brothers and Marvel. Well, no, I think it's. I think it's. I love it's, all the news stories. Well, you know, you know up, what's interesting. Sister. A couple of weeks ago, we were talking about like uh, we, were, we were we were when we had Norton. And, I totally and threw Pan. you under the bus. Yeah, you did. I don't know what the fuck you're talking <laughs> earlier about. This week, you told me it was important. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Um, but no, the, the interesting thing I find about it is that we were talking a few weeks back about how main, you know, the big two should do other than superhero books. Yeah, you break and out of the And since then, we've seen more crap, or not crap, but more stuff coming out of those companies that have nothing to do with superheroes. That's true. And this is one of those well, things where it's, because of us. it's the import <laughs> of a lot. Obviously. The Dow Brothers have really sort of made a living off of getting authors and <clears throat> adapting their novels. That's mm-hmm. kind of what they do. And now Marvel is, they're going to be an imprint for that. For Marvel, they've uh, they've signed a partnership, and and you're just gonna and and I just think Marvel's been doing a lot of stuff like this where they're trying to to spread out and they're trying to do other things than just superhero well, books. Like wasn't uh, uh, DC. Yeah, DC had yeah. something that he was working on with the uh, Devil Brothers that's now gonna be at Marvel. So, and I, I it was on yeah, his, and I can't remember what it was. Form, I don't, so. I don't know. This week oh, it's you not me Templar. It was good. <laughs> oh gosh, yeah. this reminded me of uh, Templar mice. It wasn't that, was it? No. This reminded me of the uh, the ElfQuest creators, the Peenies, uh, Richard and I forget the wife's name, bringing ElfQuest to to DC as they did yeah. years ago. Yeah, and years stuff ago. And, you know, and you know, same kind of yeah. Well, I, I, but you're right, I think it is. Yeah, so but I don't know if it's important, but well, all of the uh, so well, interesting. Yeah, clearly, the, yeah, you know. the uh, <laughs> Anita Blake 
is that's going to be that's a big that's yeah be in our yeah, Marvel yeah. imprint now. Sure, so sure. Uh, I thought well, there was Anita I, Baker Vampire Hunter. The fine eighties songstress. God, <laughs> from beginning um, to end. No, I, I think. I th- well, to, if I'm if I'm rephrasing this correctly from our, our conversation, is that it, it's important. <laughs> you tell me. <laughs> no, it, it's it, it is important because Marvel is showing that they that they are going to break outside of the of the superhero genre, and they're going to be tapping into some different markets. And it's not on here, but they're also doing like, like soap think, opera books. I don't think, no. they, I don't think yeah. they haven't wanted to. I mean, I, like the same thing with King, doing their King project with right. Dark Tower and everything. I, mean, that's the th- I think everybody knows it's like we got to get comics in the hands of people <coughs> other than the comic book fans. Right. What do we do? And I think these are the kind of moves that are showing, yeah, that they're this assessing. doing it. They're doing it. Yeah. That's why it's Sal important. Sal is important. Come Sal's on, right. man. It's important. Damn right I Way to go, Sal. Thank you. You're, you're uh, forward-thinking. C.B. is going to be writing a six-issue miniseries that's spinning out of the pages of Runaways. Funny man. With Carol Moline? Moline? Moline, I'm Moline assuming. Moline, like, uh, the Is that a guy? Like Moline, Alan, Carol, and Alabama. Carol, like oh, yeah. Gary Bates. Uh, yeah, the next one, something <laughs> uh, I'm really excited about is uh, the new slate of Marvel omnibuses that have been announced. We're going to see omnibus. a Frank Miller Daredevil omnibus. Buy which, it. You yeah, bet. Amazing be... Spider-Man, buy it. I'm waiting for a better version. <laughs> what's like, what's going to be bigger, bigger than the omnibus? When they tattoo it inside my brain. I was going to say so the virtual reality one. The virtual Jack reality one in my brain. Uh, the Amazing yeah. Spider-Man. It, you knew it was coming. Uh, That's going to be cool. It's Amazing Fantasy 15 and then 1 through 38 uh, of Amazing Spider-Man and the annuals 1 and 2. And a Fantastic Four and a fan- annual and number strange 1. Strange Tales annual number 2. That's the all covers the are main. That's cool. That's going to be really Ditko, cool. It's all Ditko, ain't it? Huh? It's all Ditko. Yeah. 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 Well, earlier this week you were One telling through, me well, that you are going to yeah, buy everyone be, yeah, a copy. Yeah, yeah. I believe so, yeah. yeah. Earlier this week you said <clears> you are going to buy all of us a copy. Yeah, well, I was lying. Yeah. Thanks, Al. The same conversation. So, I hey, now we've got, you know, the... The X Men, Fantastic Four, and now you knew Spider Man was coming. The Eternals. So I, yeah, Eternals and uh, Alias was was the first one. Which you know, which one of these things is not like the others? But you know, I'm glad it was made into you know the omnibus format. But you figure that the Avengers omnibus can't be far behind. That I'd like to see. That would be cool. Sal Buscema stuff. Oh yeah, you know, you figure. You know, are they going to start with uh, with the Iron Man stories though? You know, leading into that. Well, I mean, or are they going to start with Avengers? Start with one? like, yeah, the Iron Man and the Hulk and Thor. the origins of all those characters leading into the Avengers. Mm-hmm. What are you talking about? <clears throat> if if they do what? an, the an Avengers, Avengers omnibus, omnibus. I, I think it would start with Avengers. Yeah, one. I don't think. Well, they yeah, there's get no any, need. There's, no. I don't think there's any. No, I mean, well, look at the look at the essentials. They they, they right, work fine on their right. own. Yeah, it would be kind of cool though. Um, For you. <laughs> D- DC uh, <laughs> did have a couple of announcements. I think we're then. We're what are they going to put in the Hulk? Well, I think the thing. That, well, I think always the thing to remember is they they always don't like to have a bunch of artists in in one of their trades and right. stuff, and that's why it was Don Heck doing the Avengers as opposed to. Well, I guess Don Heck was doing the uh, was did did Iron Man. I don't think he did Thor though. No, the original Thor. I don't remember. I know, oh, I know Lieber. I, know. I know Lieber wrote like scripted the story. Lee wrote the story, but Lieber scripted a lot of early Thor. And I know Kirby was definitely Kirby, the artist. Yeah, that yeah, was certainly Kirby. Kirby. Yeah. But um, it was either I know Dick either Dick Ayers inked over Heck or over Kirby. All right, and you nerd. Geez, that's enough gosh. of this talk. There's like smoke coming out hey, of his I know. Alzheimer's okay. show. Well, as I recall, I Busy Arnold hired Will Eisner in '38, <laughs> and uh, they did Hawks of the Sea. <laughs> 
<laughs> all right, all right. DC Major hey, Wilson. Hey, DC, another DC also yeah. announced a two-volume showcase collection of Who's Who from the late 80s and a four-volume color hardcover project entitled New Gods Omnibus, which will collect Jack Kirby's entire fourth world saga. And That's the interesting, cool. uh, the guy, um, It's it's it wasn't our news, but there was a story on, I think, CBR or something, they, they, or an interview with the editor who's putting that together. Brewer, yeah. And, and George he, Brewer. Yeah, and he was saying um, he's having a hard time because it's... The co- the co- well, the covers, yeah. and and he didn't know what to pick because <clears throat> it was done. Got to put everything. In. Yeah, and you it's like fucking everything. Well, but how do you do it? How do you put it into an you know in a it's four volumes. Wow. It's like four two hundred pages. But volumes. there's eight covers. I don't know. He's trying to figure it out, but it should be interesting one way or the other. It's going to be a lot oh, of Kirby well, goodness, I, you know. Yeah, and also, man, just you can like do wrap weird, weird, fun yeah. stories of, oh, of yeah. like dead end stories that went nowhere, like Dead Man getting a, a human body. That was part of that was part of the fourth world, and it was going to be this whole new direction for Dead Man that Kirby came up with. And Infantino's like, nope. I don't fucking think so. I don't fucking think so. Nice try. Wow. Imagine what could have happened to DC if a lot of that stuff was well, built pro- upon, you know. Oh yeah, but again, you know, that's that's kind of the misnomer because Kirby went there because he was fed up with Marvel, and and Infantino was happy to have him, but the shit didn't sell. Yeah, it, it really didn't sell. You know, well enough to the, for them to continue. That's why the fourth world ended. I mean, it's brilliant, and we can look back on it, but that's the reality yeah. of, nah, of the time. Yeah, now yeah. you get to see it all in, in and, one, and the Jimmy Olsen collection. The Jimmy Olsen, Olsen Kirby yeah. stuff is just fantastic. It's <laughs> yes, it's just so <laughs> fucking great. nuts. That's where Graham Morrison is getting. I think a lot of his crazy from. Oh, stuff. sure. Uh, the the cross dressing Jimmy Olsen. Um, well, that was <laughs> earlier. Yeah. story. Was more wise uh, than but the Jimmy Alan Olsen. Moore deal. This, yeah, the yeah, Alan the Moore. Uh, the Black Dossier. Yeah, I was really excited to see that, and now it's delayed indefinitely. indefinitely. Well, I, which I've already, means I've already uh-huh, paid never. for it. Oh no, 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 that's not true. Oh no, it'll oh, come. Think so? I think it so. Will no, I think it's Kevin O'Neill. I mean, and I, it's not a knock against Kevin O'Neill, but he's like Brian Bolin. It takes him a long time. Yeah, and it's you know it's and they'll come out eventually. Is it going to come out from DC? I think it will. Yes, I think it will. I, I really think this is just like he's not done yet, kind of in the same way that our guy Walt Simonson has been taking so long with uh, the Michael Mork, uh, Elric uh, mm. from Michael Morkak. Well, Mork- when, they, Mork- when they announced it, <laughs> like my first thought was it's not going to come out on time. I was just like, yeah. It's not gonna, I'm like, well, well, I couldn't believe that it was going to be. I'm like, wow, that's I awesome. I can't wait to get it. And then I wonder how much new material is really in this because, I mean, I. I, I, I thought it was. I, I yeah, I, we'll see. buyer beware. We'll see. I think. Yeah. I mean, I think it's. I think there's going to be new stuff. And but I'm saying, how long the actual story is going to be? Because it really isn't. It. It's, it's a graphic, not right. There's right. a story, but then really, it's more of a reference book, right. and it's more the behind the scenes stuff than yeah. it really is a graphic novel yeah. proper. Sure. Yeah, and it looks like uh, Alan Moore's moving a lot of his stuff to Top Shelf. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's well. Yeah. That's well. Right. After the next, uh, the next <coughs> volume is going to be Top Shelf. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that's a, that's done. Good company. All right, uh, Jonah Hex. Yay! Is, uh, straight out of a Civil War. Straight out of Civil a War. A Civil no, War. No, the Civil War. Oh, the real one. The, the real, real Civil one. War. That's <laughs> a great, great, great press release from DC. Civil War this. Bulletin. Yeah, and that's how it was released: the Civil War Bulletin from DC Comics. Um, Jonah so yeah, Hex. Um, Jordy Bernay. Yeah, great things about Real, Jonah Hex. Brilliant artist, J- Jordy Bernay. I mean, he's amazing. Did you see his solo? Yeah. Incredible. Yeah. And and also a great art book of his came out like a, a year or two ago. 
And I he's just, seen he's that. A, he's a gorgeous European artist. He's amazing. But uh, I love Jonah Hex. Do you guys read it? I don't, but you know what? I'm we're it's going a, to. I'm going to start. I think <laughs> I want to. I'm going to pick up the. I think I'm going to pick up the essentials. I want to start with that. Every issue is standalone. Or the, not the essentials. The showcase. I have the showcase. The showcase is great, but honestly, the great thing about Palmiani and Gray is it's their single as, issue. Yeah, as yeah, opposed to eleven page stories, which is what it is in the showcase. Their single issue, twenty two page yeah. stories. They're fantastic. I always <laughs> just get one if like I just was like, oh, I could afford another. I think I should kind of snag one. I actually saw they're they're getting ready to do a three issue arc though. The origin of yes, of yes. Oh fuck. Well, and that's that's fine. I think <laughs> it'll be traded, Tom. Don't. Worry. I think they were smart. I think it's it's kind of like a TV show. It's like we want to tell you the. And in fact, I just I just spoke to Andrew Cosby, who created Eureka from the Sci-Fi Channel. He said the same thing. He's like, I want the standalone episodes first for people to be able to jump in on the show. We'll get to the mythology eventually, but first let's get people used to what we're trying to do each week. And I think they did that in a very smart way with Jonah Hex. It evokes the weird Western tales that it came from the original series. And uh, they've had wonderful artists on it. They've been very entertaining stories. It's not as gritty as Loveless, but it's gritty in its own way. It's mm. it's a little, it's a little it's, more campy. Yeah, and it's well, it's a little. It's almost I hate to say it because there is good violence in there, and I think it's an I think it's an interesting story, but it's a more mainstream story than I okay. think Loveless is. I think Loveless is a more complex story. Right. <coughs> but All I right. think but I think Jonah Hex is great. And our last story for the week: World, World War Hulk. The greatest war. <laughs> to end the British the war to end all wars. To end all wars. Oh. I, well, I, they can just go. Probably going to end civil war. Uh, more than likely, yeah. So the the big guy is coming. John back Romita and Jr. He's Greg Pak. Greg Pak. John Romita Jr. Coming uh, back to the Hulk. Klaus, is going to be inking it? Yes. Oh, that's wow. cool. Yeah, awesome. that's amazing. That'll be. The last, yeah. I can only imagine, imagine the, yeah. and, yeah. the last panel is going to be Hulk facing <clears> the Illuminati, <throat> and as he approaches them, they open up their arms to hug him. <laughs> and then they all hug, and that ends World War Hulk. Well, the question is, will there be a member of the Illuminati that will die? That will die from the Hulk? The Ooh. Hulk will eat? Well, that, well um, I'm saying, does Marvel have the balls to take any member of the Illuminati and really kill them? Who's it going to be? I the mean, only one I could think of possibly would be Black Bolt. Nah. He might be the only one that... I know, I know, because what uh, are the... Not in a movie. Right. Well, then, <laughs> yeah, exactly. you're right about that. Exactly. Yeah, they're not they killing Namor. Kill they're not killing Namor. Well, Namor, Namor, well, Namor's not even. Is he even part of the Illuminati <clears throat> yes, anymore? Sure. Oh, yes. yeah, sure he is. I thought he kind of walked away from. He no, walks away from every media. But well, no, but Wolverine. Well, I mean, know, he's been at, like I his involvement ask, in Civil War has been being well through Wolverine. Wolverine. Yeah. Well, in a couple sure weeks, enough. when I have my interview with Black Bolt, we can ask. Oh, him. you got that? You yes. got that confirmed? Yeah, in three weeks. You guys have been emailing back, back and forth. Wow, yes. very nice. He's a voracious writer. I can't wait to hear him. <laughs> have, have Have you uh, Have you ever read anything about? I black don't Bolt? read. I don't read books with anything black in it. Oh, <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm, I'm kidding. It's a joke. He. Uh, I don't understand. Boy, you I don't must even have really gotten is. a very powerful microphone to be able to pick up uh, the murmurings of a, of a black. I don't even know. I I, I just only work. corresponded through him through email, and he, he is he, very. He he doesn't he. Really hasn't I, hasn't read. Yeah, Tom's never th- isn't familiar with black. So it should be an interesting uh, interview. Have fun with that, lot. Tom. It's very descriptive. Ask him what's with the tuning fork on his head. Well, do. <laughs> and, and does it pick up uh, you know cable? <laughs> <laughs> so um, yeah, that's uh, looking forward to World War Hulk. Is that it for the news? Yeah. yeah. Right, well, you know, in that same story though, uh, Ramita did talk about his work he's going to do with uh, Mark Millar. Oh, Kickass. Kickass. Which he told us about at Wizard World. I heard it's going to be Kickass. What it's, what's it called? Kickass. I know it's going to Kickass. What's it called? Kickass. Oh, I'm trying to ask you. It's got an Oh, and that's with Klaus Johnson. He's not doing Hulk. 
Oh, 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 oh it's kick ass. kick ass. Oh, that'll Fudge. be Regardless, the two of them together are always great. Oh, okay, sorry, sorry. jimbles. <laughs> All right, so. Got my nards. <laughs> that, that, is, that is your top news. <laughs> what? Vastitch. Let's, uh, let's move away <clears throat> from the news desk. It is time for Top of the Stack. Top, top of the top stack. Of the stack, stack. That's right. It's time for Top of the Stack, our chance to let you, the listener, know what the panel has been reading for the last week. And Top of the Stack is sponsored. It's brought to you by King Tractor Press. Don't miss two fantastic new titles from King Tractor Press, Family Bones and Devil Water, both available in the September issue of Previews. Family Bones is based on the true story of the oldest married couple on Missouri's death row. It's written by Sean Granger with art by Orlando Baez and Kenneth Landgraf. And Devil Water Number 1 is the horrific and comedic story of Henry Hill's encounters with outlaws, demons, angels, and religious fanatics in the Old West. It's written by Steve Barr with art by Thielman Cheney with a cover by Harry Rowland. I have Harry Rollins, and I uh, usually uh, you know, use salve to uh, take care of those. Ask your local retailer for Devil Water and Family Bones, each number one. Ask for it today. For more information about these exciting new books, visit kingtractorfilms.com. That spot wow, is, now that's co- a pro. That is copyright that's a, Shaky Productions that's right. 2006. 2006. That's a pro right there, my friend. I even cupped my ear much to evoke the old the golden age of radio. I really oh, enjoy the Captain satin Midnight. the satin jacket you're wearing tonight. That's, you know, the, that tells the, no. the coconuts. Oh, like, you radio guys, you wear those satin jackets. The ascot. Yeah. My cigarette holder. Wonderful reading. Brandy. Thank you very much, Mr. Centris. It was we my have, pleasure. You know, it's nice to have some professionalism on the show. All right, guys, top of the stack. Who wants to go first? Tom. Um, I'm doing Casanova. <laughs> just kidding. Sat and all once ag- uh, once again had to argue and uh, solid two weeks in a row. We are wrestled. We do. We are, agree a lot. I'm actually picking 52 week 19 um, as my top of the stack. Uh, I've been enjoying 52 so far, but this is the first time <coughs> that I think they legitimately tricked everyone on the internet and uh, was really interesting because I think people were thinking things were going one way and they completely sort of faked everyone out. Um, the art is serviceable. I mean, if Keith Giffen wasn't doing the layouts, yeah, I mean, I think it would be in a lot more trouble. But the writing was incredibly solid, and all I have to say is uh, uh-huh. Skeets is A, a dick, <laughs> and B, it's kind of scary, actually. So Skeets? Why, yeah. I haven't read it yet. Yeah, so, so there you go. Interesting. Yeah. All right. Interesting Let's turn see. of events. Um, Salsa? <clears throat> uh, my top of the stack is Casanova number four from Matt Fraction and Gabriel Ba uh, from Image Comics, Buck 99. Um, I just absolutely love this book. It's like kind of <coughs> taking a look at Matt Fraction's mind at work. I mean, it's scary. It's so um, interesting and funny, and it just makes you think about silly stuff and dense. I mean,. I don't. Every page, every page, there's just like something else that makes me think. It's like two of the I, 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 two of the things in this particular issue that I loved the most was one how he how Casanova defeats God in a fight, mm-hmm. and what this is the kind of things that are in this book you can think about how to defeat God in a fight, and the second it was uh, what would Johnny Quest be like when he's all grown up. Building like fembots and having, having sex yeah, with it's just at a time. it's just so goofy and funny, and the art's amazing, and <coughs> I, you know it's probably not for everybody the book because it's kind of weird and it it almost has an air of you know uh, I don't want to say you know literature or, or or high art because it's not really but because it's so dense it kind of gives you that feeling. 
it feels like a European comic book to me. Yeah, it definitely. That's, yeah, that's what I like about it. But uh, it's just it's just so good. It's just such yeah. a great book, and I, I really love it. So it, it's it's a very dense sixteen pages. Yeah, and for two bucks, I mean, there's no reason not to get this book. And Boss Art is awesome. Yeah. All right. Uh, mine, as we already kind of alluded to, is Wasteland number three. It is by Anthony Johnston and Christopher Mitten. It is uh, published by Oni Press and runs uh, two ninety nine. It's the standard price. Uh, black white art. What does it have a cover? Stuff the detail. Universal price code in the corner. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like where do they put the all writer, the artist and inker on the inside? Yeah. Uh, no, uh, he only uh, got, he only got to the cover. He, never, he didn't read the whole book. <laughs> no, I read it. it was <laughs> yeah, okay, it's leave like a, me it's alone. Like a great school book report. It has a very nice cover. And uh... <laughs> why does everyone have to pick on me? Charlie Brown. Because it's Damn fun. It. I know it's easy. It's what it is. It's easy. Uh, Wasteland is a. Uh, you actually wrote a great review on the the first issue. On uh, number one? Yes, which you can go back to around comics to the review section. Yes, I'm that. usually ahead of the curve <coughs> when it comes to books like this. Um, <sighs> Wasteland, it's a great uh, kind of post-apocalyptic. It's got a Mad Max feel. If you liked uh, the Dark Tower series from Stephen King, it kind of has that. It's it's almost a Western feel in a... High Plains Drifter. High kinda, Plains yeah. Drifter, yeah. You know, Clint Eastwood, Stephen King, and Mad Max is a good way to describe this book. Uh, uh, you've got this kind of loner uh, protagonist that hooks up with a, a town that gets more or less destroyed, and he, because he makes a promise to this person, is going to have to lead them to you know, some sort of, of safe haven. And there's a lot of other sub-stories going on. Uh, the, the town that they are going to, it, it's cut scenes that go to this town, and so you're starting to get an idea of the politics and the, um, the political structure that this town is made up of and the problems that they're getting ready to walk into if they get there. Um, yeah, it, it's just a lot of fun. You know, if you like that whole post-apocalyptic... Uh, High Plains Drifter type uh, type story. It's a lot of fun. Have you gone to the website? Thebigwet.com the is a really fun site. Cool. Yeah, it's uh, um, Johnston and Mitten have really put a lot of a marketing push onto this book. They've uh, you know hitting all the all the podcasts. We haven't talked with them yet, but you know maybe in the future. But hitting the podcast, hitting all the the forums and the websites, and they've done a, a big a big marketing push for this. And I hope it's paying off for Oni because it, it really is the the type of book that I think Oni can put out and and be very successful with. So uh, you know I would say go to aroundcomics.com and read. Sal's Wasteland review will give you a much uh, better and more in-depth idea of what that first issue was like. And I don't want to give a lot away because uh, you know, it's a great story and it unfolds very, uh, um, you know, uh, piece by piece over the three issues so far. And I'm I'm looking forward to uh, to how they finish up this first arc. So yeah, Wasteland, good stuff. Johnson's a great writer. He deserves a bigger audience. Yes, and read uh, Queen and Country uh, Declassified, Declassified Volume Three. Uh, John, you got a pick this week? I do. I have uh, the latest Captain America. I believe it's issue 21. Uh-huh. Yes. And it's the end of the London uh, Blitzkrieg uh, story. Uh, 21st Century Blitz. Thank you, 21st Century Blitz, <laughs> featuring, uh, of course, uh, Union Jack and Starfighter and 
Lots of Star Spitfire. 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 Star did you read the book? <laughs> yeah. I did, exactly. It's got a very nice cover. Uh, how, how much did it cost? That's a universal price code. Uh, no, Mike, as much shit as I great, just took. Great, great Mike. Screw you. Oh, there you go. Well, yeah, he's even trying to help, and he gets me the book. I appreciate that. I mean, look at that cover. You got, you've got the reverse, if you will, gentlemen. Of the classic moment yeah. in Cap's history. Oh, when I saw that cover, I'm like, Bucky on oh. top of the missile trying to deactivate it with Cap hanging on for dear life. And it's, uh, or actually, I guess that was what happened. But this time, things change, change <laughs> different. Never mind. Bizarro John here. All right, never mind. Man. I like the book. Are you sure? Is I, Bizarro no, John I, I, dislike it and can't say it? I think Steve Epton. Is your it, blood sugar low? Yeah, it must be. It must be. No. Uh, another great moment in the Winter Soldier story. Uh, there is no resolution. A new dimension to the story comes up at the end. A nice surprise. And a big uh, ass robot. And a, and a big ass sleeper. Man, how many fucking sleepers did the Red Scale put all over? <laughs> My final sleeper agent <laughs> again. You uh, have but, had nothing. You know, but, uh, and Master Man, and you know, it's it's hilarious. At first, I wasn't sure if I was gonna like what they were, what he was doing with the Red Skull, and, and I that. love it. But oh. yeah, man, by, by the second or third issue of that, I it was really digging it. Lucan and, and the Red Skull yeah. are a very interesting team, and, yeah. and it continues to be interesting. And uh, I think it's great. And honestly, what for me, what's been the wonderful thing is watching the Winter Soldier kind of re- re- remember who he is and come out of his thaw. And and remember that you know it's it's not Jason Todd and Batman, yeah. You know Bucky doesn't hate Cap. Bucky right. still likes Cap. Right. Bucky's messed up, but at the end of the day, he's his friend, and it's uh, you you appreciate the frustration I think the Cap is going yeah. through because he just he's like if you just give me a second. We can figure this. I out. still believe in you. Yeah, exactly. They're they're a team. I mean, and that's the thing. Cap, I, think I mean, you you can tell Cap would never give up. <clears throat> no, and and, ne- you know, and, you, and you're starting to realize that that Bucky feels the same way, yeah. and that it's like, no, I'm not a bad guy anymore. I am. I'm you know, and I'm still your friend. Trying, yeah. Yeah. So it's it's just been great. Brew Baker's kicking it. I want to. I don't. And Union Jack is uh, awesome in this. Book. Oh yeah. And oh, I'm look so looking to forward to the Union Jack. Cajun, yeah, yeah, Cajun Perkins on Union Jack. I think it's going to be an excellent book. How do you like the phone call that Bucky made at the end? Well, that's what I mean. That's the new dimension to the story that I think uh, will take an interesting turn. I think it's going to take a while because I know that Brubaker is going to go into... Right, it's going to have to... It's going to tie into Civil War in the next few issues, and they're going to uh, examine how Civil War is affecting all of the supporting characters that Cap is dealing with, including Bucky, but Sharon as well. Right. And it's... I I look forward to that. I just... You know, Brubaker's doing a great job. Captain America is the best it's been. In a long time, it might be the best it's ever been. I'm not ready oh. to say that yet. I know, I but I but I definitely yeah. put this run up there with all the great runs of Captain America. Yeah, and uh, I don't think this is a spoiler, but for those of you who've been <laughs> saying, okay, when is Captain America the book going to get into Civil War? The uh, the teaser at the very end was next issue. The drums of war begin to pound. Yeah. So it looks like yeah, Cap it's is pretty evident right. that yeah. he's going yeah. going to Civil War. I mean, even the sort of. You know, the newscast at the end of it where it was talking about that. And, oh, yeah. You're, you're, well, and like you said, yeah, yeah Brew pretty much laid out. He said the next three issues of Civil War and uh, 25 takes place seconds or minutes after Civil War 7. You know, the great thing about that, you know, these storylines and what he's done so far in, in this first initial, you know, uh, run of, of his <clears throat> is that he's laid stuff out early and then gone away from it. And then he comes back to it later on, and it really pays off. And he did he's, he does the same thing in Daredevil too. Yeah, this is one long story. And, much and like, yeah, yeah, much like Bendis and Malieves. Yeah, Daredevil on Daredevil, is one long you know, story, stuff yeah. come stuff coming back into the fold later on that you may have you know dismissed or or whatever. You know, and I think that's what's going to happen here with Bucky at one point. You know, it, we're going to go away from that for a while, but at some point that's going to come back Absolutely. and and really be you know a huge. Part and Epstein's art is amazing. Oh yeah. yeah. 
I just want an Invaders book. Yeah. Uh, Simon, what you been reading? Well, nothing this week because I've been traveling, but if I can pull something out from last week, I read the second-to-last issue in Marvel Team-Up. That was 24. It's by Robert Kirkman. And, uh, again, I just I love Kirkman's writing. I think he's one of the funniest guys in comics uh, around right now. And borrow a quote from Tom, the art was, again, serviceable. It uh, It's not the... This who, last story... Do you know who that artist is? I do not remember who the artist is. The, is it uh, still... Uh, it's not right. I don't think it's Ryan Otley. It looks no. more like a Ryan Otley clone, and he's not doing that great of a job hmm. of it. But, you know, I could be totally wrong. It could that's be Ryan Otley that's ever... to come to my house and kick my ass, but that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> that's the only thing that's ever kept me away from that book from the beginning of it has just been the art on it. I haven't liked the art on it. I think it was Scott Collins at one point, and I was Where's right Scott who Collins? I was talking about, or yeah. Collins. Uh, it's with a K, but... Who's doing Beyond right now? Uh, yeah, and I don't, I don't care Isn't for that's his that's art. That's the Flash guy, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. He did a great job on the Flash. What's he doing now? He's doing Beyond, Beyond the, uh, yeah. the miniseries that Dwayne McDuffie is doing with yeah. a lot of Marvel characters. Okay. Well, well, Simon, why do you why do you like Marvel Team Up? I, well, a lot of people love that book. Yeah, it yeah. is a great book, and I I think the only reason that it's ending is because Kirkman is finding that it's taking too much time to research all these different characters for the book, even though the sales are low on it. But they could have kept it going just because Kirkman and Marvel. Marvel wants to keep Kirkman happy; they would have been okay with it. But it's it's just a great book because you get a sampling from very different parts of the Marvel universe. I mean, one time you'll get Spider-Man and Moon Knight, and the next time you'll get Iron Man and Hulk. And you can't get that in any other book. And besides that, Kirkman is just flat-out hilarious, and you'll never get more dialogue in a comic book than from him. He's he's a talker. No, yeah. no, I'm going to have to go back and get those. <laughs> Damn it. Uh, that, you know, that, you that, might that's want to wait, because me. that's going to be a trade. Yeah. There's one yeah. more issue, sure. and then you look for that trade. Yeah. All right. Okay. Well, guys, I think that's our uh, uh, top of the stack. We have uh, a couple uh, listener emails here. We're going to... We're going to march through this and our end announcements. Uh, Sal, you want to read that first listener email? It's good. Sure. Hey, nice work on episode 43 with that delusional cans in Yahoo, Andy Parks. Okay, full disclosure, Andy's a good guy, and he told me that he was on your show, so I listened and enjoyed it. Many thanks for mentioning the Will Flipson Show podcast. Andy's a natural-born comedian. Uh, I linked your site to the Will Flipson Show homepage. Thanks again. Keep up the good work. Best Regards, Doug Snodgrass, a.k.a. Will Flipson. There's definitely a reason he goes by Will Flipson. Yeah, Snodgrass. <laughs> That's a... Is that Icelandic or something? I don't know. Can I read the next one? Yeah. Oh, uh, check out Will Flipson, the uh, podcast. Very funny stuff. So, yes, you can read the next one. <clears throat> My name is Steven, and I am a big fan <clears throat> of your show. I listen to it every week. Actually, you guys have inspired me to start up my very own comic book podcast called... Just Another Fanboy at www.justanotherfanboy.com. Now, I was curious if you guys could give me any tips to help you promote the sh- help help me promote the show. I'm only three episodes in, and I'm not crazy enough to believe that I should have a sizable audience just yet, but I wanted to get this thing rolling and off the ground. One thing I've noticed about you fellas is that you seem to be really into helping out your fellow podcasters, so any tips or help you could toss my way would be greatly appreciated. My one piece of advice mm-hmm. is stay the fuck out of our way. <laughs> <laughs> nah. Uh, what would you say? I would say just... Um, be unique as you can. Yeah, do yeah. something a little different and try and put a good show together and I think people will... Have fun. Come. Yeah. And just, you know, I, it's like you find yeah. your 
sort of like your audience or whatever. I don't know. Yeah. It's kind of weird talking about this considering we just started doing a podcast, you know, eight, eight months ago. Eight months ago. It's Listen like we're experts in podcast. I don't know, but. Well, with my two and a half hours of experience, I would just say, you know, find your niche. I mean, you guys have your around comics. You take a look at Raging Bullets. They specifically do DC right. comic podcasting. I mean, you find what you love and you find that audience and you stick with it. Yeah. Yeah, that's the yeah. best thing. Well, do the show that entertains you. That's what I do with Word Balloon. I mean, honestly, it's like, you know, why don't you do X, Y, and Z? It's like, because I don't want to do that. That actually entertains you? Yeah. Yeah. yeah talking to those guys. Believe me, it's not me. Notice, <laughs> notice how little I talk on Word Balloon as compared to uh, yeah, a lot yeah. of comments. Stay, Let's be honest. Stay the fuck out of our way. <laughs> Tommy already said that. Get I'm a guy. Just reminding him. Get a, get a, get a uh, stand-up comic slash... Improv guy on stand your show. Stand up comic is not accountant. Sh- slash yeah. accountant. Sorry. Comic makes me sound tawdry. I would never stand <laughs> up. Tawdry. Wow, there's a there's a line between the improvs and the stand ups? Yes, there is. It's very West Side. Wow. Yeah. And stay the fuck out of their way. <laughs> yeah. It's been a long time since stay I played Who's out. On First, yeah, so I, I had no idea that, yeah, that was going on these days. Right. <laughs> I used to do both. Uh, Steven, have Black fun with it. people dance like this and white people dance like Didn't we have an email from Simon? All right, I get it. Why I thought it'd be kind of weird to read Simon's email telling us that he was coming funny. down when he was going to be oh, here. So, right. yeah. yeah, Simon emailed us too. Hi, Simon. Hey, how's it going? He's here. <laughs> would you hey, like he made to it. Read, would you like to read your email? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, All right, guys. Uh, that's, I think, another show. Yeah. Um, we are proud members of the Comics Podcast Network. CPN is a collection <clears> of... I'm, <laughs> I'm not. I know. What? I always know. You're always here. I was like, the collection You're is the best. You're I'm, non-union? I'm, I'm a scab. 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 The CPN is collection some of the best comic book podcasts Canadian on the net. Scab. Exactly. <laughs> Sorry, man. Give them the $10. Get on there. Like Come hell. on. Uh, <laughs> you can learn <laughs> more about the network and find more great podcasts at comicspodcast.com. Uh, the forum was great this week. Thanks to everyone who posted comments on the topic today. It was really it was overwhelming. Uh, just so everyone is aware, we post the next week's topic on Tuesdays. Mm-hmm. Well, since this comes out on Monday, I guess we might as well tell people about. Nah, week, so. we shouldn't really wait till Tuesday. You know, post so? uh, I'm just I kidding. Yeah, it's kind of Chris, a, I know you're bursting deal. at the seams. I was, you know, go and tell them. Well, tell on them. on Friday for our recording, we're mm. going to be. Welcoming one of the true literary giants in this or any. He's going to be here. (laughs) He's written amazing books. I liked his first book. The (laughs) second one, not so much. The the, the sequel was not so good. Yeah, not that good. Um, No, we we uh, cower cower in fear. um, Tune in if you dare. Cower in fear. You're the one who was sweating bullets. Greg Rucka's going to be on. <laughs> Jesus Christ. It's We're already at like a four-hour podcast. Yeah. There's no reason to get to it already. <laughs> yes. The, uh, my, uh, my truest nightmare <laughs> has, has arrived. Greg you guys Rucka. are just going to like drive around. I'm not even going to show up. I was going to say, I'm, I'm just like Chris really going to sit down with him. <laughs> yeah, forget it. It's not even going to be. No, it should be a lot of fun. Greg Rucka's going to be here next week. He's a great guy. should be a great time. And thanks for having me. John helped I'm working on a special... Um, intro song oh, for that episode. Rucka? Oh, I bet yeah, you are. Special, just for Chris and Greg. Oh, don't, yeah. you know, don't embarrass I the poor kid. He's a good I had the time of my life. <laughs> Maybe Tom needs to sing said uh, theme song. <laughs> no. and, we'll, and we'll find no, no. Jennifer Warrens we'll to, to do the... Uh, All right, I'm not going to do it, but it was going to be... Uh, it was was she be the other sang, half of that? Yeah, okay. It was going to be uh, sung to the uh, the tune of Oh, Mickey, You're So Fine, and it was going to be Oh, Rucka, You're So Fine, You're So Fine, You Blow My Mind. Greg Rucka! Greg Rucka! <laughs> don't no, I don't like play it. that for Greg. 
no, no, I wasn't gonna play it for him. I was gonna play it for Greg. Greg's a good guy. Greg's got a Greg's got a good audience, oh, man. You right. want those guys? You want this? Oh, we love Greg. Greg. Well, I'm, I'm just saying, kidding. but no, no, his like the the comic black guys. He's got great fans. Greg's yeah, got yeah. great fans. Greg's a fantastic writer. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm, I, I'm not going to geek out on him. It'll be it'll be a good time. We're gonna have uh, a nice talk with him. So. Um, <laughs> Oh hush! Uh, September contest, the uh, the trivia challenge. Queen and Go country blew my mind, Greco. Stop it! Uh, listener LCS, do us a solid. Uh, vote for us at Podcast Alley, iTunes Music Reviews. Yeah. Thank you. YouBuyNow.com. Go you. buy lots of toys. Um, Saturday, October fourteenth, around Comics and Dark Tower, we'll be hosting a Chicago area creator signing from two o'clock to five o'clock. You can meet the likes of Francesco, Steve Bryant, Scott Johnson, Jason Malay, Michael Oliveri, Dave Wachter, Len Cody, and more. The list of creators is growing every day. Check out AroundComics.com for updates. It's apparently grown since the beginning of the show. <laughs> he got a phone second. call. He got yeah, we got a lot of emails during these six <laughs> days that it took to record this show. Ruck is going to be out about five minutes, actually. Uh, Mr. Centris, always a pleasure having you in. Thank, thank you so much. Thank sir. you, lads. It's always a pleasure to sit here. Uh-huh. Uh, Simon, thanks for driving all the way down from uh, Canada. Flying. And thanks for putting up with me. <laughs> so you kind of like sit over there. It's like these guys are freaking crazy. Um, Tom, stupid. Always, I think always it's the pleasure. Word he was thinking not crazy. Yeah, that's great. And uh, <laughs> yeah, Sal, have yeah, fun uh, editing down this four-hour oh, monster. Oh, this show's never going to be released. Are you kidding me? Forget <laughs> it. <laughs> Everyone, have a fantastic week. We'll be back again next Monday with another full-length episode. In the meantime, we'll be everywhere in... And Around Comics. <laughs> If you would like to suggest a topic, send us your comments, or are interested in becoming a panel member, email us at info at aroundcomics.com, or visit the Contact Us section of our website. For that, and the latest in comics news and opinions, go to www.aroundcomics.com. Music for this show provided by the Podshow Podsafe Music Network, music.podshow.com. Thank you for listening today, and remember to join us next week. With a panel will change, but our mission stays the same. Bringing you the best in discussion, news, and reviews in and around comics. <laughs> <laughs>